Uh, where am I? Oh, you're finally awake. We're in another abandoned basement. Girl, are you kidding me? You know, I felt I was being pretty nice the first time, forgiving you for kidnapping me, but come on, twice? Okay, it wasn't me this time, though. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm sure. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, I need to start locking my windows at night. Okay, fine. Don't believe me. I'm just gonna play this tape I found regardless. Fine. Yeah, let's let's see what you have to say through your little voice changer. Nicole and Claudia, you have spent the past month summarizing the entire Saw franchise. Some might stop you there and congratulate you. I, however, am not impressed. Nicole, you put former detective Frank Chase through significant mental distress and significant physical harm in your quest to make your Discord community more invested in the upcoming show. Why the hell am I here? You, Claudia, may be wondering why you are here. To put it simply, you are going to be recording one last episode of We See Saw, and for that, I need both hosts. Consider yourself an extra incentive for Nicole to complete her task. The two of you must summarize the plot of Saw 10 in under two hours and write a formal apology to Frank Chase. If you do not complete this task, the devices strapped to your heads and neck will be force-feeding you cassette tapes, wreaking havoc on your bowels. Your time began five minutes ago. Man, I hate when Jigsaw does that shit. I already feel bad that he tripped down the stairs, broke his neck, and went into a coma for four weeks. Like, you don't have to shove tapes down my throat to get me to summarize a movie and say sorry, okay? But, like, we're gonna, right? Because, like, I really want to talk about Saw 10. Let the game begin. Hello, Zep. And welcome to We See Saw, a Saw rewatch podcast where we see Saw. I'm Claudia. And I'm Nicole. And today we are talking about Saw 10, directed by the returning Kevin Grutiert and written once again by Peter Goldfinger and Josh Stolberg. Nicole, what did you think of Saw 10? This movie fucking slapped. I honestly fucking love this movie. It was so good. It might be my favorite Saw movie. So it's been a couple of hours since we've seen the movie, so I've mm-hmm. had time to, like, digest it. It's definitely top three for me because mm-hmm. I really liked Spiral. Yeah. And so that's why I feel like those two are, like, my my top two contenders. That and the first one. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, obviously. But I was so surprised by how much I love this movie. Honestly, yeah. Like, this movie has, like, an 82 or 83 on Rotten Tomatoes. Wild. And, which is higher than the first Saw by, like, 30 points, which is crazy. Yeah. So I was honestly kind of wary going into this. Mm-hmm. Even more so than if it got, like, a 1 on yeah. Rotten Tomatoes. If it <laughs> got a 1, no. I was like, honestly, it might be kind of pog. Yeah. But, <laughs> 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 but since it got 
in 83, I was like, what did they do? Literally, because it's like, I mean, we've enjoyed Saw movies that weren't highly rated on Rotten Tomatoes or anything. And so, you know, I was wondering, I'm like, did this lose something or is it missing something that makes it what I consider a Saw movie? Yeah. You know, to appeal to like the critics. I was worried that because this was the team behind Jigsaw as well, Mm -hmm. um, not the same director, but the same writers. Yeah. I was worried that this one was going to feel just as polished Mm -hmm. as Jigsaw. And I'll say the first half very much felt like that. But I feel like the first half almost lulls you into a false sense of security. Mm -hmm. And then it like fucking beats you to death in the (laughs) second half. The second half of this movie is fucking brutal. Yeah. God. But in just the way it looked, Mm -hmm. I was like, this feels more like a Saw movie than like the last couple of movies have felt. Honestly, yeah. It really has felt like a true return to form. Yes. Like Jigsaw was fine. Spiral was great, but it wasn't really a Saw movie. Yeah. I fucking love Saw 10. This is a Saw movie through and through. Yes. And when I saw I got an 83, <laughs> I jokingly said to my boyfriend, like, like Saw, a movie of the year? <laughs> like Oscar for Tobin Bell? Please. But honestly... I'm a little bit like, can you give him like a Golden Globe at least? He did. He was so good in this movie. Yeah. They let the man act. (laughs) Yeah. And like you said this earlier, but like, yeah, he really hasn't acted in previous movies. Because, you know, I usually the other movies I've had a different main character. Yeah. He was the main character this time. Yeah. He's never been the main character of a Saw movie. Because he's normally the antagonist. Yeah. Or like a... I, I mean, you can argue that he is the main character of Saw 3, but honestly, probably not, because Jeff is kind of the main character of yeah. Saw 3, and Amanda is the main character as well. She's like the... Like the B-plot. Yeah, she's the B-plot yeah. main character. Jeff is the Traps and Trials main character. Yeah. Yeah, John carries this movie. Yeah. And I really love that. I, like, am surprised it took us 10 movies to get there. Yeah. But... I mean, wow, it was worth the wait because his performance was so fucking good. It really was. I felt like we got something that was missing. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. like I've joked that we have a thousand John backstory moments, (laughs) but like none of them have really meant that much. Yeah. Because we don't really feel John's emotions. Like we're not with John. Yeah. In these flashbacks. Like, yeah, we see him react to stuff, mm-hmm. to react to, you know, his wife miscarrying, to his suicide attempt, to his neighbor killing her baby or whatever, <laughs> <laughs> to his cancer a little bit. Yeah. But, like, I haven't felt until this movie, like, we have understood who John is as a person, mm-hmm. not just as a serial killer. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, he doesn't kill, though. Oh, I'm sorry. Get it right. I forgot, and they do remind me (laughs) once again that John is just a little guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because, I mean, up until this point, it's kind of felt like we were learning about his life through Mm -hmm. a series of Facebook posts. So it's like, okay, like, here's some pictures and, like... A little blurb about what happened to you, but it's like, oh no, this time we were there with you. Yeah, we got to like spend a few days with him. Yeah, exactly. Like we didn't just see 
pictures of your vacation to Mexico. We went there with you. Saw <laughs> <laughs> family vacation. <gasps> Cute. Okay, so let's <laughs> let's spoil this right away because it is something that we have talked about before. Shawnee Smith is in this movie as Amanda once again. Yes, she is. I was so excited to see her. It really made it feel like a father-daughter vacation in a way. <laughs> <laughs> a little revenge vacation. <laughs> No, I like I really love their dynamic and yeah. I, I mean I've always known that I loved it, but I didn't realize how much I missed it until yeah. I saw them on screen together again. I feel like they expanded on that too. They gave their relationship a lot of humanity because yeah. I feel like we only get to see that in Saw 3 mm -hmm. and we basically only see it from Amanda's perspective. Mm -hmm. Like we see her internal struggle to reckon with the fact that her philosophy and John's philosophy no longer line up and that she is obviously harboring some sort of feelings for him that he doesn't return, mm -hmm. whether that's like paternal or I don't think romantic, but like mm -hmm. there, <laughs> there is that <laughs> bit where he says to Lynn, like, I love you because he thinks he's talking to Jill. Anyway, um, <laughs> but again, I really felt like in that moment... You know, we're going to talk about it more later, but I felt so good about these characters. These writers did a hell of a job. I thought that Jigsaw wasn't that well written. Mm -hmm. I thought that Spiral was okay, you mm -hmm. know. But this movie proves to me that they can write. Yeah, and that's what I was thinking also, was that nothing they did was out of character. I feel yeah. like everything was so in character that I'm like, I fully believe that these are like the same people who created these characters who you know develop them further and like saws one through three this is john kramer this is amanda yeah, it really is to me this is almost like the saw movie honestly yeah oh my god yeah maybe to some degree this is like I don't know, the opposite of nostalgia goggles, where it's like, it's a new thing and I'm mm -hmm. excited about it. So it's like, oh, this is the best thing. Yeah. But there's just so much to love here, mm -hmm. you know? Some of these Saw movies, I get out of them and I'm like, well, not going to watch that one again. Yeah. Maybe ever. <laughs> but this one, I'm like, I want to watch this again. I want to pull this movie apart. Yes. I know, because, I mean, fortunately, you had the foresight to bring a notebook and take I notes. Did. But, like, you know, there's nothing quite like also having it on my screen in front of me and being able to, like, skim through parts and be like, ah, yes, this little detail here. Yeah, exactly. So, Nicole, would you like to get into Saw 10? Yes. So, John's getting his MRI and, you know, he asks the, the tech, he's like, oh, how's it looking? And she's like, okay, well, I can't say anything, but the doctor will call you tomorrow, which is wild to me also, because it's like, this man has cancer. Like, why are you making him wait another day? Especially because the following day, when he talks to the doctor, the doctor's like, you have like months probably, <laughs> and then you're wasting a day. He says months, if that, if which that. is crazy. And, it's like, and you're making him wait a day? Yeah. <laughs> it's but crazy I to know. me. She just works here. That's true. <laughs> I just mean the system in general, because I feel like that's always the case. Yeah. Anyway, so that was my immediate thought. I'm like, he's literally dying, and yeah. you're making him <laughs> waste 24 hours. <laughs> God. John also goes to a support group right after. Hmm. First of all, I gotta say, this whole sequence, really the first half of this movie, is fucking artsy. Yeah. They really, like, take it seriously. Mm -hmm. They're not just making fucking schlock whatever yeah. the, 
Jigsaw felt kind of like schlock, even if it was polished. Mm -hmm. Like, it felt like they didn't want to take it seriously. Yeah. Whereas this one, it's like, you really feel the weight of Mm -hmm. John dying. I feel also... Let's compare it to Jigsaw, because that's, yeah. like, the last Saw movie, really. Yeah. And it's by the same team. Yeah. I didn't grow to really care about any of the characters. Yeah. Like, the characters were just there as, like, a way to move this plot forward, you yeah. know? But whereas this, it's, like, it's so character-heavy. Like, is. we see John, we follow John through all this stuff. And, I mean, to see this part of his life, like you said, it just gives weight to him dying. Yeah. It's so fucking good. Yeah. Which is, you know, wild to say, but it's like, I care about this character. I care about this totally unhinged little guy <laughs> who sets up little games and traps for people, does not kill them because he's, he's not a murderer. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, like, they had me, like, sympathizing, you know, and they had me feeling upset that he was dying. They have you root for John. Which is wild. Yeah, after like, you know, nine films, basically, <laughs> of everyone being like, John is fucking crazy. <laughs> like, he's a lunatic. He's an asshole. He has its twisted sense of logic. And like, yeah, all of that, yes. But like, at the same time, like... I feel like if I worked with John in an office, mm-hmm. I feel like I would be like, I like talking to John. I, yeah. I like seeing him around the office, you know? Yeah. I feel like I wouldn't mind having lunch with him, mm-hmm. like, one-on-one. He seems like he has a little bit of a sense of humor. He's, like, friendly. Yeah. He's honestly seems like kind of a positive guy, which yeah. is nice. I wonder, so when I quit my last job, I stole a file cabinet. <laughs> Do <laughs> okay. you think- do you think he'd put me in a saw trap for that? <laughs> if he got me? If he saw the hundreds of dollars worth of office supplies I stole? <laughs> I think it depends. Okay, uh, on what? On what I stole? Yeah. A file and cabinet. from whom? Oh, I'm from the company. And they're private equity, so... I don't think John would give a shit. <laughs> Here's a question. I, I <laughs> asked this in the Discord. Do you think John would call me a slur? I don't think so. I don't think so either. He seems like <laughs> John, he wouldn't care. John's a nice guy. Yeah. This is, it's so funny because I mean like I feel like I would not say he's a good person, mm-hmm. but I feel like and maybe like a little nice, but if anything, like he has a creed and he sticks to it. Yeah. That's what I admire about him as mm-hmm. opposed to Amanda or Mark or Dr. Nelson, I guess, yeah. or <laughs> Lawrence Gordon. <laughs> William Chang, you know, whatever. But John is very principled Mm -hmm. and, like, he will not budge. No. Ever. Mm -hmm. And I like that stubbornness because it's, like, that's his humanity. Mm -hmm. You know? He does these god-awful things to people, but the second you win, you're done, and he's, like, pogged up for you. Yeah. Like, he wants to help you recover mm-hmm. at that point. And, I mean, we do see it in this movie, and we'll get to that, but, mm-hmm. I mean, we also see it, you know, Saw 1 into Saw 3D, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the final movie, 7, for real, just kidding, it's not the final movie, where we actually see um, his aftercare <laughs> mm. um, with Dr. Gordon. 
Yeah, he yeah. he baptized that man. Yeah. And gave him a new foot. You know, he was like, oh, yeah, like, you did what, you know, you were supposed to do, and here you go. Like, let me take care of you. He and personally sewed up Dr. Nelson's back. Yeah. And he didn't even technically pass his test. No. I just, I really admire that about him. I do, too. John rules. Honestly, yeah. I, he is such a good villain. Yeah, this is Tobin Bell's acting, you know? Yeah. Like, Tobin Bell really breathes life into this character mm-hmm. that I don't think anyone else could do in the same way. Yeah, no, Tobin Bell is John Kramer, is Jigsaw. Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. So anyway, the movie. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that's what we were talking about. In the support group, there's this one person who talks. He says he has terminal stage four pancreatic cancer. And I gotta say, the man looks real good for stage four pancreatic cancer. You have like a month at that point. That guy is also super hot. I'm just gonna say it. I was like, (laughs) damn, he kind of, I don't know. He kind of did it for me. So as we mentioned before, John sees his doctor after and the doctor's like, you're not making it, buddy. Yeah. And you have- Also, I just wasted one of your days. Sorry, my bad. That's, um- (laughs) Do you know the Simpsons episode where Homer accident thinks he accidentally ate fugu, like the poisonous bit of it? <laughs> no. And he goes to the doctor and he's like, I'm afraid you have 24 hours to live. Actually, 20 hours. I'm sorry I made you wait so long. <laughs> <laughs> Literally though. <laughs> so on his way out of the hospital... He sees this custodian walk into the room of a patient who's sleeping, start to clean, and then look through the drawer of this guy's nightstand and start, like, sifting through his belongings and start to steal them. Mm-hmm. And John stares at him, and then we cut to the opening trap. Yeah. <laughs> this trap? What do you think of this trap? Oh, I could have gotten out of this. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. Okay, so to describe the trap, there are two, like, vacuum hoses. Yeah. In front of this guy's eyes, like a pair of glasses. Also something, like a, like a little mechanism around his hand that basically there's, like, wires can, wrapped around, like, each finger, mm-hmm. kind of. And basically his whole thing is he's got sticky fingers because he's a little thief. And so he has to turn a dial and each one breaks one of his fingers and he has to break all of his fingers on his right hand within like, what was it? 30 seconds? A short amount of time, but enough that I was like, I could have done it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like you have to crank up the knob one notch at a time to break your fingers. Mm -hmm. But I was honestly like, (laughs) <laughs> like, crank that shit to 11 right away. Literally, like, yeah. You get got, it over with. Yeah, don't hype yourself up over it to do it one at a time. Though, unlike John normally, he doesn't say what the knob will do. Yeah, the instructions weren't very clear. Yeah, which I found very surprising. Mm-hmm. Also, like, why his eyeballs? It doesn't seem very poetic. Yeah, I mean, I understand the fingers. Yeah. But, like, yeah, why... The eyeballs. I'm sure I could come up with something. I could pull something out of my, my out of my ass right now, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's going to be exactly what the writers thought. Yeah. But I don't know. It really reminds me. There was this show on G4 TV called X Play. G4. G4. X Play sounds familiar. It was a video game review show, but they would also do like weird sketches and things, mm-hmm. and they would occasionally do like top five episodes and this one was top five horror games and it was pretty soon after saw had come out 
<laughs> and so they did a whole episode that was the countdowns, but between the countdowns was like a full ass saw parody that I'm gonna have to show you later. That's kind of fun. One of the traps, most of them are video game themed, is they hook this one guy up to a virtual boy. Nintendo's like console where you put your face into a little mask thing and it's 3D and it like burns his eyes out after playing for like 30 (laughs) minutes (laughs) and that's all I could think of it's like oh this is what the virtual boy looked like (laughs) (laughs) oh god it's hurting my eyes oh my god but also oof getting your eyes sucked out of your skull yeah Oh, the optic nerves were in the tube, too. That that grossed me out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because spoiler alert, this guy did not win the little game. He only did, like, three fingers. I know. I was like, come on. He he was kind of a little bitch. Yeah, you gotta gotta try more than that. But also, it was all a dream. (laughs) Yeah. I was a little disappointed, but at the same time, I was like... This trap is kind of stupid anyway. Yeah. So it was something, like, John didn't actually put him in a trap. It was something that he just imagined while watching this guy frightful through this drawer. And then the guy ended up seeing John and, you know, put everything away, hurries out of the room, and John kind of just says, good choice. Yeah. And it's like, oh, damn. <laughs> so he was just imagining the trap that he would put that man in. So, yeah, then we have this whole little montage of John kind of like being sad. (laughs) Oh my god, just like everything he does is very sad. The way he walks, you see his hand like shaking as he's grabbing onto the railing of the stairs. Mm -hmm. And then we cut to him at a cafe Mm -hmm. working on his will. Yeah. It's so sad. (laughs) Do you think he's doing it in public so somebody asks him about it? Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Like some people who like pretend to write a novel in Starbucks. Oh my god. (laughs) Me? Just kidding. (laughs) Honestly, maybe. (laughs) I just think of that that meme of the person in the corner at the party. It's like, nobody knows I'm writing my last will and testament. And everyone's like, we all know you're writing your last will and testament. We just don't fucking know you. (laughs) That's it, yeah. So John sees... The guy from his support group, the one who had pancreatic cancer. Is it Henry? Harry? Yes. Henry, I think. I think Henry. John's like, hey, man, you're looking really good. And Henry's like, yeah, I did this like experimental treatment out in Norway. It's like crazy. It's this new like drug cocktail combined with surgery. It cured me. And I was like, did it now? <laughs> because like my first thought was, this is a scam. Mm -hmm. Like, oh yeah, this guy has a connection to that group or clinic or whatever. Maybe it's not even a clinic. And like, it's just a couple of guys on the phone or with a website or something. You send them money and you you never hear from them again. Mm -hmm. But then he like lifts up his shirt and shows this gigantic fucking scar down his like stomach. And I was like, oh, Maybe this isn't a scam. See, so I like thought it was a scam since he mentioned it, but I didn't think that he was in on it Mm -hmm. because I know like, you know, a lot of terminal cancer patients will often like forego chemotherapy and any kind of treatment because it makes them feel worse with the hope that they might get better for like a a small period, a short period of time. Mm -hmm. And so that's why a lot of folks decide to, you know, not treat themselves because it's like I'd rather feel crappy but not but be able to like do shit instead of like having to waste my time on treatments that will prolong my death like what three days yeah you know 
And so it's like, okay, maybe he's like not at 100%, but he's probably feeling so much better than when he was, you know, getting treated because now he's not like going through all that. Mm -hmm. So it's like by comparison, he seems to be looking and feeling better, but he's still dying. Yeah. (laughs) You know, so that's where I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. So I didn't think he was in on the scam, but Mm. I, you know, thinking like this is a movie Mm. And someone needs to be put into a trap. Why would that be? I'm like, oh, it's got to be a scam. Yeah. I might also be looking out for scams because I've once again fallen down the rabbit hole of watching scam baiting videos. So I've been I've been watching a lot of fucking Kid Boga talking to scammers on the phone as old people. And, you know, the the guys on the phone are like, oh, no, ma'am, I accidentally sent you three thousand (gasps) dollars instead of three hundred. You have to send me gift cards. (laughs) Anyway, the guy gives him a website and John goes on the internet, which did not uh, work this well in 2001. Wouldn't it be 2001, would it? Because the first thing so, came out in 2000... Oh no, because it did come out in 9-11. Yeah, the 9-11. We found out that Saw 1 takes place the day before 9-11. We talk about 9-11 regularly on our podcasts. We couldn't avoid it. We could not. <laughs> 9-11 haunts us. <laughs> oh, it haunts all of us. Never forget. 9-11 changed everything. Mostly podcasts. <laughs> Mostly ours. <laughs> Uh, so he's on his laptop, right? And I was like, I feel like laptops didn't look He was on like a laptop. I didn't like, even yeah. notice. He was on a laptop. And I was like, that looks a little thin yeah. for a laptop in, you know, the early, the early aughts. You there know? were a couple of times where there were some screens that were like flat screens. And mm-hmm. I was like, hmm. I was willing to let it go, though. Yeah. I was also a little bit like... Maybe they've kind of floated the timeline a little bit mm-hmm. because they don't want it to necessarily look like it takes place in 2003 entirely. Yeah. But also, like, cell phones do seem to be a lot rarer and, mm-hmm. like, shit is, like, a lot more analog. Yeah. But anyway. They probably didn't pay too much attention to it because they are like, who except for three <laughs> people will notice this, you know? See, the thing, though, is I think that that people, if you have watched all fucking 10 Saw movies, I think that you were the type of person to be like, well, actually. (laughs) I feel like us and then that one guy who was sitting like in the center of the far (laughs) of the far back row. Yeah. Who stayed throughout the end credits also. With us, yeah. Literally, it was just us and nobody else. I feel like he would have noticed. I feel like he could have been our friend. Yeah. I am. I was like, I'm getting Maybe a vibe from you. this podcast. Oh, well, if you're there, guy who was sitting middle of the back row at today's showing at 1.55 p.m. at a showcase cinemas in a city I will not name in Massachusetts, <laughs> and you stayed with the people who also stayed through the credits and had the, the Billy the Puppet shaped cup <laughs> and the light up popcorn bucket. <laughs> Come on the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to hear your opinion. Email us. At playingontheseesaw at gmail.com. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So the thing that I noticed with the anachronism was that the video was so high def and loaded instantly. Yep. I was like, no. (laughs) It's like, at that point, I was watching anime in 30 parts on YouTube Mm -hmm. with like grainy ass quality. (laughs) Yeah, 144p. If (laughs) (laughs) But regardless, so we see this doctor... And he's like, oh, my revolutionary new therapy shit. And then on his website, 
his daughter is there and she's like, my father is being hunted by big pharma <laughs> because he is so close to curing diseases. And I'm like, honestly, that sounds right. Sure. Yeah, I know it's that's like a big conspiracy theory where it's like, oh, the government has the mm-hmm. cure for cancer, but money. And I'm yeah. like, honestly, like, I'm no conspiracy nut. But I would believe that one. I don't think they already have a cure for cancer or whatever, Mm -hmm. but I think that I sometimes feel that research is slowed down or, like, discredited Mm -hmm. because they don't want that. Oh, yeah. Having worked for a cancer research lab, that's Mm -hmm. my opinion. Ooh. I love capitalism. (laughs) Oh, the other thing that I was... I was actually very excited about this because this plot point is an expansion on something that's mentioned in Saw 6. Because the thing that William Easton turns John down over at the insurance company is that John wants to go out of the country to Norway to get a special, like, experimental treatment. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is the treatment. Yeah. That's so exciting. I'm so glad you picked up on that because I didn't, I, I, like, briefly thought about Saw 6. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, okay, that's it. Because I was just like, oh, health. Yeah. It's funny because this shares the same director. Oh. Oh, also we get to see John's email very briefly. Oh, yeah. What was it? John Kramer 994? Uh, KramerJohn994 at gmail.com. I wrote it down. Oh, okay. Kramer John, excuse me. Yeah. So listeners, if you have any idea what that 994 could stand for, let us know. So yeah, John actually ends up calling up the daughter of the main doctor. So Cecilia Peterson She is also a surgeon, and she is, like, carrying on her father's work in Mexico currently while her father is, like, on the run from Big Pharma. (laughs) (laughs) Insane. So she calls up John and is like, hey, you know, I have this trial opening up in, like, two weeks. I think we can fit you in. And so John flies out to Mexico to do this surgery. Also, this is the only movie that doesn't take place in Metro City. I know. Surprising. It doesn't even take place in this country. It does not. Well, arguably, the rest of the Saw franchise doesn't <laughs> take place in America. <laughs> but <laughs> So, John lands in Mexico, and you see a cute little guy holding up his sign that says, Jay Kramer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like, oh, is that you? And it's like, yeah, cool. All right. So, he hops in this taxi. And they, you know, start heading to some weird off-road area, and a fucking van pulls up in front of them. Two masked dudes come out with, like, guns, holding up this taxi, and they tell John to get out of the car. And they're like, who are you? And he's like, oh, I'm John Kramer. The guy holds a gun up to him and is like, all right, like, if you lie to me, I'll kill you. Lie to me again and I'll kill you, something like that. And he's like, I'm not lying to you. I am John Kramer. And he's like, all right, all right, get in the van. It's like, okay. (laughs) At first when they pulled him over, I was like, oh shit, it's Big Pharma. (laughs) That's what I thought too. I was like, oh man, they're on to them. This seems like a very violent way to do this. Yeah. I feel like you could have essentially the same thing, Mm -hmm. but without the heart attack. So what I was thinking, because we do learn later on that the taxi driver was involved. Yes. Um, so what I thought at first was that he wasn't involved. Mm-hmm. And so they were like, okay, we're going to hire this taxi driver to take John to this location. On the way there, he's going to get kidnapped. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, this taxi driver is going to be like, oh God, like I lost this person. <laughs> and then just kind of like fuck off somewhere. Mm-hmm. But it's like, oh, we're going to like stage this kidnapping. That makes sense. And so people won't think it's tied to this 
yeah. medical situation. I know that the doctor later says that the fact that they put him in the back of a windowless van is so that he couldn't find this place later. Yeah. Because, like, they need to keep constantly moving or something. Mm-hmm. So I think that's part of it, too. Well, also, because they're being so secretive, mm. they asked him who he was, and they were like, okay, gun to your head, tell me who you are. And it's like, okay, because somebody with a gun to their head probably wouldn't lie about yeah. what their name is. And so they can be sure that they have the right person, yeah. and that it's not, like, somebody trying to yeah, sneak exactly. in. Yeah, still, It's an extra security measure, but, like, still wild. Yeah. <laughs> they fucking kidnapped him. Hey, real quick. At one point, Diego, the taxi driver, he's driving around and he shows John this like one area and he's like, oh, this used to be like an Aztec ritual area where they like ripped the hearts out of sacrifices and tossed them down the stairs. Weren't the Aztecs in Central America and not Mexico? Wasn't that the Mayans? Um, there was a bit of like overlap, but I know Aztecs were in Mexico. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mayans, I think, were like in Mexico and also parts of Central America. Okay. I was listening to that. I was like, Mm -hmm. I'm not sure that's right. (laughs) (laughs) So he ends up at this like, it looks like a villa. Yeah. Yeah. And the door is answered by this cute little lady named Gabriella, who doesn't seem to speak too much English and like lets him in. And he's... Still pretty confused at this point, kind of like, where the fuck am I? Like, did I actually get kidnapped? And so he asks for Dr. Peterson, and Gabriella, in her broken English, says that, yes, she saved my life. Mm-hmm. And so he's just waiting around, and here comes Dr. Cecilia Peterson, who has stunning cheekbones also. She's gorgeous. She's gorgeous. So I'm like, okay, I'm like, hey. Um, she can cut me open any day. <laughs> honestly, yeah. I'm just doing Debbie Ryan hair thing. <laughs> so, you know, she she starts talking to John. They, like, kind of get to know each other a little bit. She's like, oh, so what do you do? And he says, oh, I've been a civil engineer and architect for most of my life. And, you know, in my spare time, I... What, what was it? He's like, I help people... Like, overcome things... Yeah, and, like... About themselves, something yeah, like And, like, learn to appreciate life and stuff like that. And she says, oh, so you're, like, a life coach. And he's like... Yeah, kind of. <laughs> and I just it just reminds me of um any of my friends here who watch trashy dating shows will know that if you see that someone's career is a life coach, red flag, run the fuck away from them. Whenever I see one on like The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, I was like, oh no, like this person's gonna suck. And they always do. <laughs> yeah. I don't trust like a cishet white man as a life coach. <laughs> Well, I mean, well, John is bisexual, as we now know. Yeah. Thanks to TikTok. <laughs> thanks, thanks, official Lionsgate TikTok for confirming John is bisexual. Yeah. For some reason. But he's still cis and white, so I still don't trust you. Sorry. Yeah. No, no other reason why I don't trust you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now it's, it moves pretty quickly. And yeah. so now it's time for his, you know, whatever procedure, his little brain situation. So he enters into this fucking glass cage that looks like joe's glass cage from you to me it looked like where they keep hannibal lecter that too (laughs) well you know i mean we got a we got a common theme here and it's like murderers (laughs) 
excuse me, John's not a murderer, I'm sorry. And so when he's walking in, he bumps into this guy. Do we know his name? I think he says his name is Parker here. Okay. Who had like stage four thyroid cancer, I think it was. Yeah. And so you can see that he's got like a little patch or bandage on his neck. Like they just finished cutting him up. And he's like walking out just fine. (laughs) He's talking fine too. Yeah. But he's like, oh, you know, they cured me. Hooray. (laughs) So he's seen walking out. And then they explained the procedure to John where they're like, you have to be in and out of consciousness just so we make sure we haven't like broken your brain. Mm-hmm. So they slip him some gas and, you know, every once in a while they'll be like, okay, wiggle your fingers or whatever. And so as he's like somewhat conscious, he sees a screen, a monitor, and he sees like someone digging around a brain and like some black fluid. Yeah. Which was like really gross to me. Yeah. I was like, what I is saw this? you like squicking out. I was like, <laughs> oh, I was because I, I didn't know what it was. I'm like, I've never seen that. I think it was a tumor or something. So it would come out, it was like black ichor. Like if I were to slay a demon or something, that's what would come out. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. (laughs) But I was like, what is this? Yeah, so he's like barely conscious looking at this monitor and one of the people operating on him, because there are, I think, what, like three or four people in the operating room? Dr. Cortez, who is like a leading brain surgeon, Mm -hmm. an anesthesiologist and a nurse along with Dr. Peterson. Yeah. Yeah, and so they notice that he's watching the monitor, and someone tells another one to turn it away, so they do. And then John's like, all right, that's 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 fine, and then just passes out. Yeah. He wakes up in this, like, very bright and sunny room, and Dr. Peterson walks in like the angel she is, and she's like, you're cured! And he's like, I'll have <laughs> the rest of the money wired to you tomorrow. And she was like, have a nice life, John. And he's all happy. And it was honestly really cute seeing yeah. him so happy, so relieved. There's this scene that I really liked where he's like at a park and having an ice cream or something. Mm-hmm. And he's he has his like sketchbook out and he's sketching out new trap ideas. He's sketching out the rack. Yes. Oh, yeah, the fucking rack. <laughs> you know, he's like, working on this this sketch. Not even a sketch. It's a drawing. It's, it's very it's good. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's very good. He's very talented. And he actually rips it out of his book and like crumples it up and tosses it into the trash. Yeah. Honestly, and that's why when we learn that this was a scam, it was so heartbreaking to me. Yeah. We'll get to that. But I was like, damn, like he was ready to, you know, start over. Like he was ready to live his life again and like yeah. forget about all this and just do his thing, you know? Yeah. He was going to go back to like being an engineer. Yeah. He was to just to go back having his life. Yeah. He was given a second chance. Do you think he and Jill might have gotten back together in this fanfic that we're creating? Let me think. Because like... She knew about his, like, shenanigans, though, right? Not really, no. Not Mm -hmm. at this point. Okay. I think they could have gotten back together. Yeah. Even if they didn't get back together, I think he would have tried. If there is a not a scam AU fic that you can send me, please do. (laughs) Yeah. We can write one. Uh, Playing on the seesaw at (laughs) gmail.com. So it's just, like, a very nice moment. And so when he was talking to Dr. Peterson before the procedure and everything, Gabriella actually brought him a bottle of tequila and two shot glasses, and she says, for good luck. And so Peterson's like, oh, but you can't actually drink right now before the procedure. Oh, I guess, you know, going back to when he wakes up, Mm -hmm. she's like, okay, like, you're good. Just, like, drink two of these vials a day, one in the morning, one at night. I wonder what was in that. Like, was there... It's probably fucking nothing. Like, it was probably, like, crushed up ibuprofen, so it dissolves a little bit in the water, and it's like, Probably, like, her own piss. 
<laughs> Maybe it's gamer girl bathwater. Oh, <laughs> cured. And he's got a bandage wrapped around his head. And so, you know, he's just, but now he's like happy. He feels like he's given, been given a second chance. And so he was actually able to pinpoint the location of where he was by like the location of like the cell phone towers or some shit. Yeah, he saw like these radio towers mm-hmm. off in the distance and he noticed that where he was like afterwards they were on the opposite side and he like breaks out his sketchbook and does some literal like fucking trigonometry yeah to figure out where this place must have been which is kind of cool yeah i was like for him to figure that out i'm like that's pretty sick he's a smart guy he really is and so the reason he you know wants to find this place again is because he wants to thank everyone for their help and he he wants to thank gabriella for being so kind to him because mm-hmm. she really was like being so nice yeah. And so he bought her a bottle of tequila and he goes in and the building's like totally empty. We see like a broken picture frame on the ground. And so mm-hmm. I was thinking, I was like, did Big Pharma get to this? That's why I thought too. <laughs> <laughs> Here I was thinking that Big Pharma was going to be, because I mean, my first thought was scam. Yeah. But then they were like Big Pharma. And then we had the kidnapping and I was like, oh, Big Pharma? Okay, no, it wasn't Big Pharma. Yeah. And so I was like, was it Big Pharma this time? Because they kept bringing it up. They're like, oh, Big Pharma's after us. That's why we're hidden away in Mexico. And so I was like, oh, is this going to be very like Saw 6 where he goes after, you know, the bastards in charge of the healthcare system and like everything adjacent to that? But no, it wasn't Big Pharma because he goes downstairs to where that creepy Joe from you slash Hannibal Lecter cages and he sees like a DVD. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the future of neuroscience or something or neuroscience brains, neurosurgeons or something. Something like that. He picks up the monitor that's been knocked over and he like plays the DVD and fast forwards and he finds the exact segment that he saw when he was being operated on, quote unquote, that he saw that looked like they were doing on his brain, but it was just a DVD. Oh my God. And then he finds a mirror and picks up a broken piece of glass from the floor and unwraps his head bandages and sees that there's nothing there where there should have been a scar. They didn't even shave his head. Nothing. (laughs) I was so sad. I was like, that's fucked up. Yeah. Again, like this movie has me sympathizing with a serial killer. Yeah. I gotta say, they couldn't have cut him open and sewn him back up again. Well, I mean, 99% of them weren't like actually Oh, that's true, actually. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm like, that's wild. Yeah. This is the first time where everyone really deserved to be in there. Like, you know, Gabriella, I feel kind of bad for him. We'll get to that. But everyone else, though, I'm like, you all fucking suck. (laughs) You're all bad people. Yeah. So every single person here was in on it, including Diego, the taxi cab driver. Yeah. Because he was also Dr. Cortez. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That that blew my mind. That actually got me. Yeah, me too. I was like, holy shit. (laughs) So John immediately is like, oh, okay. It's a good thing I'm a serial killer. <laughs> they, they chose the wrong person to they fuck with. really did. Like, what are the odds? <laughs> okay, but later on, the doctor is like, yeah, I knew you were Jigsaw. Like, how? Why? <laughs> and you still did this? Well, what I was wondering is, like, is she, I don't think she made it clear when she figured out he was Jigsaw. Yeah. I'm thinking it was after they were put into the trap. They were Maybe. like, oh, this is definitely some Jigsaw bullshit. I like the idea that she sees John, hears him talk about being a quote-unquote life coach, 
sees he's an engineer and she's like, I think this guy's Jigsaw. Yeah. I get to con Jigsaw. I'm the <laughs> smartest person alive. <laughs> anyway, then John kidnaps Diego in his own taxi cab. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> Diego's like just chilling in his taxi and someone gets in. And he's like, oh, where are we going? And John, in his um, perfect Spanish, says, Al infierno. <laughs> so he says, we're going to hell. <laughs> And then fucking, like, gets his chloroform rag. (laughs) So Diego's trap. It took me a while to fucking parse what was happening. Mm -hmm. So what his trap is, is that his hands are essentially like Edward Forty hands to, (laughs) to a pair of scalpels. Which I guess is just Edward scissor hands, but still, but with only one scalpel each. Edward scalpel hands. Yeah. And on his arms, he has sewn into his arms two pipe bombs. <laughs> For like, a while. Like they're on top of his arm, but the like wire goes through his arm, which is crazy. It's also fucking gross. Oh, yeah. And this this one was very like squicky to me. I feel like this movie, and maybe it's because I'm seeing it on the big screen, mm-hmm. but I was like, this one like really grossed yeah. me out. I think more than any other Saw movie. Honestly. So John is like, hey, cool, Diego, aka Dr. Cortez. Here's what you got to do. Those wires, you can't cut through them with those scalpels, but those scalpels can cut through your flesh and muscle. <clears throat> uh, so you're going to have to dig those out before these bombs explode in three minutes. What do you think of this trap? I feel like time limits were never really John's thing. Yeah. Really? I mean, a little bit. The only thing that he theoretically made with the time limit was reverse bear trap. Though he normally had some that were like three hours, two hours, whatever. But I don't know. I could see for some of this... I don't know. Yeah, time limits weren't really his thing. But at the same time, I felt like these were more reasonable. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, everyone had three minutes. I do have like some issues with some of these traps later on, but we'll get to that. But this one was real icky to me. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't know if I'd be able to get out of this one. I was thinking the whole time. I was like, you know what I would have done? I don't think I would have been able to survive this. I would have sandwiched my head between my forearms, so I would make sure the <laughs> pipe bombs would blow off my head first, so I wouldn't have to feel it, like, eating up my body, you know? Yeah. So, Diego actually does it. Yeah. And I was so pogged up about this. Oh, God, me too. I was like, fuck yeah, let's go, Diego. It is not often that we see somebody win and live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And then John comes by and he's like, here's a first aid kit. Good job. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's the thing we were talking about, though. Like, the second you win, John's like, nice job. Like, the picture of Edward Elric with the the thumbs up, like, (laughs) love is love. (laughs) Oh, okay. But here's the thing, though. Here's Mm -hmm. the thing. Because... In the other movies, and just, like, as a person who's doing some illegal shit, Mm -hmm. you know, he wouldn't ever show his face, really. Mm -hmm. And I was like, he's just, like, raw-dogging it the whole time. Like, he's showing... Everybody knows who he is. They know his government name. (laughs) They know where he's from. They've seen his face. And so I'm like, did he, like, not expect them to get out of these traps? Or, like, did he just not care? Well, What's he's, the deal? he's Mr. Like, everything according to plan. Yeah. So, theoretically, he knew that maybe Diego could do it. I don't know. But then but, it's, but Diego has seen his face. Yeah. 
We never find out what happens to Diego after this. Yeah. Maybe John just quietly killed him or he was like, hey, Amanda, take care of this guy. Don't kill him. Wink, wink. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I don't get, like, so many people have seen his face. Mm -hmm. At the same time, it reminds me of Saw 6, where, like, Mm -hmm. John is very clearly, like, on the screen for William Easton. Mm -hmm. And this feels, like, just as personal. Yeah. Like, when it comes to John's cancer, like, if you fuck with him in this regard, he is going to make sure you knew who you fucked with. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I feel like it's a, it sounds like I'm being an asshole when I say he's real sensitive about his cancer. Which, like, <laughs> but, like I mean, like, cause yeah. yeah. But, but that's why it's, like, you know, for him to have... Th- I'm still not over Lawrence Gordon in that trap because it's, like, <laughs> why? I'm still not over Zepp in that trap. <laughs> Zepp did not deserve to he be there. He did nothing wrong. Unless he did some bullshit off screen that we were never told about. But it's, like, yeah. oh, he's a bad guy. Maybe he, as an orderly, was also stealing from mm. people. Like the custodian was. Maybe. And he's like, oh, this custodian reminds me of Zep, my bestie. (laughs) My late bestie. My my late R.I.P. Zep. Oh, and then John goes and calls Mark on the phone. Oh, my God. He doesn't say Mark, but he says detective. And he's like, I need your expertise to find some people. I was so excited Me about too. this. I, I literally, like, like tapped you a little bit. I was like, it's like Mark. Yeah. <laughs> like, both you and I by Saw 7 were like, I hate his ass. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, now in Saw 10, it's been, it's been, like, two movies, I guess. <laughs> but it's been two movies in, like, ten years. Is more. it been ten years since? Yeah, it's been 12 years, actually, because that came out 2011. Really? Yeah. Time isn't real. Yeah, maybe 2010. Saw 7, 2010. Yeah. That's wild. 13 years. That's nuts. But also, because it's like, you know, Mark sucked, but he was, I was was so fucking pogged up for Saw 7 because he was just like going batshit and just killing everyone. I was like, fuck yeah, Mark. Saw 7 made me actually appreciate Mark. Saw 7 was not a Saw movie. (laughs) Saw 7 was not a Saw movie, but damn it if it wasn't a good time. (laughs) And Um, so just the callback, you know, hearing Mark again, I was really excited. Yeah. Me too. Because like, like we we knew Shawnee Smith was going to be in this, but we didn't hear anything about no. Costas Mandalore. We did not. Yeah. Like when we got that, I was like, I guess maybe Costas Mandalore either didn't want to come back or couldn't come back, or maybe he looks way, way less like Mark now mm-hmm. than Amanda and John look like Amanda and John. Yeah. I feel like Tobin Bell looks the same. Mostly, yeah. <laughs> he does look a lot more wrinkly now, but at the same time, like, not that much more. And also, I'm like, he's a sick man. So exactly. That's, <laughs> that's what the directors were saying. Like, yeah. we can have Tobin Bell in this part of the timeline because, like, he just looks worse because of the cancer. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that it's been 20 years. It's no. the cancer. <laughs> Can't believe it's been, like, almost 20 years. It's yep. wild. I thought he was going to come back. I mm-hmm. thought he was going to be the one to help them later on in the movie. Yeah. I, I thought, thought that was so going to be too. a fun little surprise. So we can like get talk about that more a little later. Yeah. But that's what I thought. And so I was surprised when that wasn't the case. <laughs> yeah. So then we get a montage basically of pig masks going and capturing everyone else from the clinic. We find out a little bit about everyone who was, like, a doctor there or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, Gabriella, we find out, is a drug addict. Of course, it wouldn't be a Saw movie if we didn't, like, punish an addict. 
<laughs> Valentina, who was the like nurse, she was a sex worker? Yeah. Something like that. So whatever. She's morally corrupt, I suppose. <laughs> That's the movie's opinion, not mine. Mateo, the anesthesiologist, we find out that he actually works at like a vet. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's like some schlub at a vet too. Yeah. This scene is also like kind of creepy because like there are dogs barking in the background and yeah. stuff. And then all of a sudden the dogs just stop. Yeah. And it's like, that's freaky. It's so freaky because I'm like, what made them stop barking? Because I don't think, would they, I don't think they would kill animals. I don't think, a, I don't think Amanda went and killed every dog yeah. in like one second. But I, they, but for them to have all stopped at once. Yeah. Was creepy. Yeah. I feel like maybe they just got so uh, excited to see Shawnee Smith in this all movie. I mean, <laughs> that's we were also barking in the theater. Yep, because <laughs> she looks so good despite her terrible hair in this movie. Yeah. So, um, when they go to kidnap Doctor Peterson, there's a pig mask standing in front of her car when she tries to like leave the building, and then. One is in the backseat of her car and stabs her with a needle. Oh, before that, though, because I really liked this scene. Oh, tell me about the scene. Yes. Okay, so we cut to Dr. Peterson, and she's in her office, and she's talking to somebody on the phone, and she has this, like, cork board or something, or just board, where she has people's, like, names and, like, like, a dollar amount. And so she has one that says, like, John Kramer... $250,000 $250,000 and you see her take that off of the board and like throw it out. Mm-hmm. So she's keeping track of who she's scamming and for how much. And you see her like deal with wads and wads of cash, each labeled with the name of like Mateo, Valentina, and like everybody who's been in on this whole thing. And she's just throwing it all into a bag. And she's on the phone with somebody else who she plans on scamming, pulling the same shit she did with John. Where it's like, oh, you know, we had this trial and, you know, it starts in about a month. And of course, the person on the other end doesn't have a month. And she's like, okay, well, you know, we have one starting next week. I'm sure we can fit in one more person. She's got the script down so good, which is eerie. Oh, yeah. She's, like, scary. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. And she hears something. And so she grabs this, like, cane or something. This, like, very, like, penguin from Batman cane. (laughs) I suspected there was a blade in there. Honestly, probably. Yeah, probably. And so she's like walking around her fucking big ass beautiful house that has like a wall of windows. Looks like the house from Gone Girl. Yeah. I was thinking um, <laughs> the Cullen house from, <laughs> from oh, <yeah>. Twilight. <laughs> so she's walking around and she's like, I have a gun and she has security cameras. So she tur- you know, she's looking through the monitors and everything. And so when she's looking at these screens, she's flicking through them. And she actually sees somebody up on her roof holding something weighty. It looks like a barrel, like Mm -hmm. very Donkey (laughs) Kong-esque. And they like throw it down through the glass ceiling and she gets out of the way in time because she was watching them on her monitor. And I fucking loved this scene. I'm like, this is so fucking creepy. Yeah. Finally, Saul breaks the glass ceiling. (gasps) Oh my God. Well, because we have a female villain. Oh. Yeah. Feminist. (laughs) Women can be bad too. Um... (laughs) Always trying to bring a bad bitch down. <laughs> She's just gaslighting and girl bossing. So true. So <laughs> I'm sure she's gatekeeping something. Oh, uh, gatekeeping actual treatment. Uh, because her dad apparently is the real thing. We never mark? find out if that's true. Or yeah. Not. Does she even have a dad? I was thinking. Or is that just another guy? I thought it was just like some fucking poor 
guy in like Hollywood who's down on his luck and she's yeah. like, hey, older gentleman, like read the script for me. Here's five dollars. That's my headcanon. It's gotta be that. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah. um yeah, so I really liked that scene of her yeah. like getting sort of fall in her in her house and then like catching it on the security cameras. It's so creepy. It is. But yeah, so she gets into her car and you know the garage door opens and there's a pig mask person standing there. I would have just fucking run them over and I think she was planning to. Yeah. Um in the back seat there's another pig mask who injects her (laughs) and then he takes off his mask and it's john and she looks at him and she's like who the hell is that (laughs) and the pig mask takes their mask off and it's amanda and we're like yeah yeah me too and it's short hair amanda which i i uh, i always love how they keep the same look for yeah. the different eras. And this explains why John doesn't have his soul patch. Yeah, because we are post <laughs> we are post soul patch. <laughs> We're into like the the balding hair, John. Yeah. <laughs> he has a beard right now, which I think is atypical, but anyway. And John's like, This is my colleague Amanda. She's come to help me or something like that. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> and Amanda is in her like crazy era. Oh yeah. Right now. She's oh, not yeah. gone full saw three. But you can tell she is starting to lose it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, I don't know, she doesn't play it unhinged. She's clearly like still here. She's still like in reality. She isn't killing people essentially for fun yet. Mm-hmm. But she's gotten a little bit of that sick, twisted South Park humor. Yeah. <laughs> but you can also like feel the dedication to John. Yeah. Really? Yeah, you really can. Yeah. I love their relationship. <sighs> Me too. It's so fucking good. Yeah. Also, the doctor is like... It was you, John? Why? Well, and it's like, bitch, girl, you why do you why? think? <laughs> <laughs> well, you scammed his ass. Well, you know, she she can't admit anything yet. Yeah, true. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> she's hoping that it's a case of mistaken identity. <laughs> that everyone else in this room also just coincidentally <laughs> is here. But also, it's like, you know, so she eventually wakes up in, you know, that same... Is it the same basement where he was getting his treatment done? I don't know. It's I don't somewhere. think so. I don't think so. Well, somewhere. The house would have been nearby, though, because mm-hmm. of... What, Jose was the kid's name? Uh, Carlos. Oh, Carlos. Because he showed up again. We didn't mention him before, but well, it's okay. We'll yeah. get to that. Um, um, what is there to say? <laughs> he fixed his bike. <laughs> it was a cute moment. Yeah, it was a cute moment. Carlos, no, no... No holla. Holla, that's no it. No holla. <laughs> no holla at your boy. <laughs> <laughs> Carlos, it's it's Passover. No hala. <laughs> That's Hamid's. We can't have that. <laughs> oh my god! So this bitch wakes up wherever they are now, and she has the audacity, the unmitigated gall to try to fucking gaslight our boy. Because yes, he's our boy. This movie, our boy, our boy. And she's like, but John, I cured you. Like, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, bitch, who do you think you're fooling? Like, come on. (laughs) Like, you can see that his bandage is off. He knows you didn't even cut him. Yeah. And (laughs) it's just so funny. (laughs) That's what scammers are really like, too. Yeah. Like, they will just, like, they will stick with it as long as humanly possible. Even sometimes, even after they're caught... Even after you have proof that they're lying, they're like, no, you're wrong, actually. I'm just thinking of my friend Lexi, whose um, fanfic got plagiarized for Mm. a different fandom. And so, like, they were caught, 
We mm. ran their thing through like plagiarism checkers and like 60% of it matched like a word for word. And then some other shit you can tell it's like, oh, you know, change it up a little bit so the teacher doesn't notice that you copied off of my thing. <laughs> so they were like caught. We were like commenting on their shit, telling them to take it down. And they're like, oh my God, no, it's just like such a weird coincidence. Like we've never, we've never plagiarized. We don't even interact with that fandom because it, it was a shared account apparently between mm. two people, supposedly. Despite like all this evidence, they were like, "No, it's such a, like, like you know, if I were you, I wouldn't believe me either." And it's like, "Bitch, that's, that's such a compulsive liar line." Mm-hmm. So Amanda's collecting everybody's belongings who is chained up here. It's four people in this room. Specifically, she takes Doctor Peterson's cell phone and sticks it on this tray, and then like puts it in the middle of the room where none of them can reach it. Yeah, with like their coats and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> May I take your coats? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I thought that was weird. I was like, why just leave it there? Yeah, right. But, you know. Amanda's imperfect. She she leaves loose ends. I also like when John comes over and kind of like interrogates them one by one. And he's like, Mateo, I don't even know if that's your real name. And he's like, it is my real name. And he's like, oh. <laughs> like, that's interesting i also called the hospital you work at and they've never heard of you it's like i don't work for that hospital and, and he kept oh he knew what was about to happen sort yeah. of but he kept trying to put it back on like peterson where he was like she made me say that she made me yeah. do this and it's like honestly if i were in, in his shoes i'd be doing the same shit yeah i just found the way john was like oh to be very very funny like i yeah. laughed out loud at that <laughs> He's such a uh, cocky asshole. <laughs> He's so good. Uh, He's like kind of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he is serving. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, John, you're so cunty in this movie. <laughs> also, at one point, John says something and Valentina is like, like, what does that mean? And Amanda's like, he's speaking metaphorically. He does that a lot. <laughs> I'm like, yes, he does. Yes, he does. <laughs> also, I was like, how convenient that all these people understand English enough to be able yeah. to, like, deal with all this. Gabrielle seemed, in basically every other scene, to basically not speak English. But here she speaks English well enough. Oh, yeah. <laughs> also, I gotta say, this isn't shade on Shawnee Smith or anything, but John, I could look past the fact that he was older. Amanda, I was like, girl, you are 40. <laughs> like, you know, 40 is an old, old, like you're, you're early middle age. Yeah. But she just very obviously like had some wrinkles and stuff. She still looks hot. Oh, yeah. She's but it's still fucking hot. Just, but like, you know, compared to her, yeah. her last appearance. Exactly. Like this takes place before Saw 2. Yeah. It's like that was just that was just a really bad weekend for her. <laughs> Anyway, I just I just had to point that out because it was something I was thinking about a lot. Mm -hmm. So, Nicole, tell us about the first trap. Oh, boy. I think, is this the first saw we see? Yes. Okay. Yeah. It, it, was, it was like a, like a, like a razor wire type of saw. Yeah, it was a ghillie saw. That's it was freaky. Um, but basically, her neck is tied to this beam or something. And then around her neck is this like razor wire that was this ghillie saw but it, it looks more like barbed wire compared to the other thing she was yeah. dealing with i think it's just because it's bigger okay probably and so it's like not pressed up like she's not wearing it as a choker but it is going it is in a, like a circle around her neck and she has this like little box next to her and the trap is to cut off her leg or to saw off her leg yep 
and use this device to collect bone marrow yeah. and to collect enough of it that once it reaches a certain weight, it will stop the trap. Otherwise, her head will get sawed off. Yep. Which is like horrifying. She has three minutes. Three minutes. And okay, so this and the next one both frustrated me a little bit because yeah. they won their games. Yes. It was just like the timing wasn't perfect. Yeah, the device took too long to work. I do think that these are not perfect traps. I love these traps in theory. Yeah. I wrote for uh, Mateo's later that that one probably could have used some more time in playtesting. Mm -hmm. I feel this one was a little more her fault because it looked like it would take like 30 seconds to do, but she only had 20 at the end. Because she started it at like 17, sucking herself dry. But also because the trap, you know, started when she tugged on, I think it was the ghillie saw. Mm -hmm. But she had to... Um, Tourniquet her leg. Yeah. And so that's what she should have done first. And had she done that first, had she not accidentally started the trap before putting on the tourniquet, she would have survived. Yeah. And so it's just like a matter of poor timing maybe yeah. a little bit of poor design where it's like okay maybe clarify that you need to put the tourniquet on first yeah because that took up a good chunk of her time mm -hmm. i also felt like once that device starts sucking i think the timer should stop because mm -hmm. i think like she's done it like if it stops sucking before the weight goes down start the timer back up again mm -hmm. but i think by that point like she's already doing what you want yeah. her to do she's gotten to that point yeah i think it's one of those things where we need instead of letting everything be on autopilot like mm -hmm. we need a bit of manual labor here yeah she was real close too yeah and i think that's what also like pissed me off a lot is that her and mateo in the next trap they were right there yeah they were right there and I'm like, that's ridiculous that you, because, you know, they didn't have two extra seconds. Yeah. I feel that way way more about Mateo's than about this one. Mm -hmm. This one, I was, I was like disappointed, but then also it cut her head off. I was like, yeah. Oh, I was kind of fucking pot because I mean, she had to cut her fucking leg off at the thigh. So we got a yeah. big old chunk of leg on the floor. It just like thumps too. Yeah. It's very funny. And, <laughs> and then they saw her head off. So she's just in three parts on the ground. <laughs> And she's just there for the rest yeah. of the movie. Uh, what a way to go. And you know they're never going to clean that shit up. Her no. ass is going to be like Adam is rotten in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she also dropped the saw at one point. So that was another thing mm. that she fucked up. Yeah. Also, I liked that everyone was like cheering her on. Like, like you can do this. Like, you you got this. Yeah. It's like, like you gotta live. Going. You gotta live. Yeah. So... Dr. Peterson plays a huge role in everyone's games because mm -hmm. she's the one telling them what to do. Because I guess she's like an actual doctor. Yeah, I have to assume. Yeah. And she just decided that <laughs> that Big Pharma doesn't pay quite well enough. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> she's not high enough in the on, on the food chain there. Yeah. Because all of the people she scammed, it's like 30-something people, and they all died pretty shortly after. God, it's and so fucking sad. It is. And she's made like $8 million from this. $8 million in eight years, I think, yeah. they say. So it's like, you're making a million dollars a year. But also, she has to split that with like five people. She definitely doesn't split it evenly, though. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. She does most of the work, so and if also, I was her, I wouldn't split it evenly. Nah. Yeah. Like, what does Gabriella really do here? Yeah, exactly. It's like, here's $5, <laughs> you know? Here's $5 and some opium. 
go go have fun. Yeah, literally. <laughs> so yeah, so she's she's playing a huge role in everyone else's games too because she's the one essentially telling them what they have to do because otherwise, like, how would Valentina have known to stick that thing up in her yeah. thigh to collect bone marrow? I think what like gave me the ick about that part that scene the most, that trap was just seeing, like, the white bone marrow, like, drip onto the thing. I was like, ew! (laughs) (laughs) I also thought her doing the saw was kind of funny. Because you have to, like, you have to go, like, (laughs) like, she was doing it so fast at some point. (laughs) It just just looked really funny. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, I wrote at the end, well, that's rough. She was so close to She was so close. It was it was frustrating to me. Also, the light above her, like, turns off afterwards. Oh, yeah, it's very dramatic. Yeah. It's like, all right, like, here, your spotlight off. <laughs> Show over. So Gabby is supposed to be next. And John and Amanda talk off to the side. Oh, yeah, because they, they take a quick little intermission after each trap. Yeah. <laughs> Amanda's like, I feel really torn about, like, testing another addict. Like... Has she really done that much to be here? And John's like, you can't be like this, Amanda. Yeah, because Amanda says, you know, it's like, because drugs have this control over you. And then John says, well, she still had free will and she chose to do this. Yeah. But, you know, Amanda as you know, a a recovering... Recovered addict. Yeah, recovered addict sympathizes with her. Like, she's been in her shoes. So she knows the effects that drugs have on people. I loved seeing Amanda interact with Gabriella. Yeah. Because, you know, John's the one telling her to, like, shut off this part of herself. Mm-hmm. And we've seen multiple times, like, in previous movies that she is not quite able to do that. Mm-hmm. And so she ends up going against John's instructions to put off Gabriella's trap. And she tells Gabriella this, too. Yeah. She's like, you know, I just, I just saved your ass for a little bit. She's like, you were supposed to be next. Yeah. She even says to John, like, okay, I'll do it. But the anesthesiologist is next, not her. Yeah. Like switching around that order, which I thought was an interesting character moment. Like Mm -hmm. she will stand up to John here. Yeah. Which I think kind of sets up a bit of Saw 3 too. Mm Mm-hmm. Saw 3 as well. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So meanwhile, during this conversation, the three remaining people... The cell phone starts to ring on the cart between them, and they all start to reach for it. And they're like, okay, how can we grab that? Can we, like, take off some of our clothes to grab it? Which is very Saw 1. It's what you said about Saw 6 mm-hmm. and the clothes and stuff. This part's um, fucking nuts. It is, and I, I loved this part. Oh, me too. So, Dr. Peterson, she has the idea. She, like, manages to reach over to Valentina's body. And drags her over. She finds this, like, sharp piece of metal. Cuts open her stomach. Rips out her intestines. And she's like, cool, we have a rope now. Which, like, this one scene was so fucking good. Because Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, it, it shows that kind of, like, creative thinking that one should be using in a saw trap. Mm -hmm. But also, we see... That she's, like, fucking unhinged. Yeah. Because, like, who would do that? Like, who can stomach doing that? And especially when you have two other people in your ear being like, stop, like, don't do that. Leave her body alone. Yeah. You know, and she's just cutting it up and being like, this is just a tool now. Yeah. Like, you can see that she has, like, no humanity. Yeah. Like, this is an evil person. Yeah. It's so clever, though. Like... And it's not just, like, she tosses it and tries to, like, grab it or whatever. She very distinctly tosses it to Mateo, who tosses it to Gabriella, 
who tosses it back to her to make like a circle. Yeah. And then she pulls it and it gets the cart over to her. And she grabs the phone, she starts to make a call, and Amanda fucking zaps her with, <laughs> with you know, the electric, uh, the usual shit. Mm-hmm. I honestly think that that was one of my favorite scenes of the movie. Yeah. Like, it was so creative. It was really sick. This is the smartest group we've ever had. I think this was the strongest group we've had. Yeah, that's true. Where... They're very aligned. Yes, they all follow through with their traps, with yeah. their games. Like, even if they don't survive at the end because of some bullshit, like, they all complete their games. Yeah, none of them, like, give up halfway through and just try to escape or whatever. Yeah. They, they all, like, do it. Yeah, so, like, very, very strong group of people here. Every one of them technically wins, Yeah, too. yeah. And that's why it's so frustrating to me that yeah. they don't fucking survive. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I just, like, seeing Peterson's thinking here because like they were talking about using like their jackets or clothes or something to mm-hmm. like you know create a lasso around this cart the second i saw her look at that body i was like oh this bitch is gonna use their her intestines yeah. and that's exactly what she did for a second i thought like is she gonna saw off this bitch's arm and then use the arm to grab the <laughs> cart you know i my first thought was intestines and i was like okay well they were just talking about clothes so maybe she's going to take off yeah. valentina's shirt and use that as a n- nope no, intestines. Intestines. Which also, when Amanda zaps her, she grabs the intestines from Dr. Peterson <laughs> and just kind of like tosses them back out of reach. And I'm like, Amanda, like being so casual about holding the intestines uh-huh. is such a good callback for her character yes! to saw one. Yes. I didn't even think about that until you <laughs> mentioned Amanda just now. And I was like, wait a second. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh. Uh, because for those of you who may not remember, the key to her reverse bear trap was inside somebody's intestine, so she had to cut a dude open. Yep. Okay, so before we get into Mateo's trap, this guy shows up. So remember that guy with the thyroid cancer? He shows up at this building and starts banging on the door. He has a gun. He's like, <laughs> Peterson, I know you're in there somehow. <laughs> and he's like, I want my money back, you bitch. <laughs> So he breaks in and Amanda fucking disarms him immediately. Mm-hmm. Well, there was that one bit, though, where, like, he sees somebody with, like, a playhead mask standing. And so he oh, yeah. shoots at it and it falls. And it was just, like, a decoy. And that was Valentina's head, wasn't it? Was it was Valentina's head in yeah. there, yeah. Yeah, so Valent- so it's, like, this weird-ass scarecrow. <laughs> and when it falls over because of the gunshot, the fucking head rolls out of the mask and it's valentina's head and i'm like that's so sick (laughs) so they tie up this guy and john is like hey guy i know she conned me too but it's okay because they're over here take a look oh yeah he's chained up to a chair yeah yeah (laughs) and this guy is like uh what the fuck are you doing (laughs) i feel like if i was scammed by this lady i would be like you know what you guys have got it handled you said you said my money's upstairs then? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna grab some of that and go Yeah. Like, have a nice night. Yeah, like have at it. I didn't see <laughs> nothing. At this point, did you should we just spoil it when he was a part of it? Because I was gonna ask you if you suspected that he was a part of it. I did not suspect that he was a part of it, like up until late on. Mm-hmm. I know I suspected it a little bit before the reveal. But I thought it was an interesting element, like somebody who's an outside witness, perhaps. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I don't know. I didn't see it coming in a way. I feel like the second he got his gun back, because they did take his gun and they put it in like a locker. 
that's when I suspected. But before then, I didn't ex- I didn't suspect that he was part of this whole thing. I just thought he was going to just bear witness to this yeah. fucking carnage. <laughs> I thought that because like you know we've been talking about how Saw Eleven is it it hasn't been confirmed. Is no, it, okay, not yet. But we've been like you know thinking about like if they were to make another Saw film, what would it be about? And I was like, I feel like this would have been a good setup where, you know, we have this one man seeing what John and Amanda are doing. And he's like, that kind of fucking rules. Let mm-hmm. me do the same shit whenever anyone does pull some bullshit with me again. Yeah. I mean, that's that's William Shank, is it not? Yeah. Okay. We can talk more about this after. Hmm. But I have a thought as to where I would like the rest of the franchise okay. to go. And so this ties into that. I agree. So we can talk about that later on. (laughs) Yes. So then Billy the puppet comes out into the area. Okay, Billy looks good because he looked too polished. He got his fucking hair plugs and shit in Jigsaw. And so I was worried that our boy would be like fully made over. He's also very big. Yeah, that's like a a child-sized puppet. Yeah. I thought that was Carlos. (laughs) (laughs) I liked that he was a little bit janky, but also, man, Billy rides in and he, he's like fully automated and he looks really cool, to yeah. be honest. But he rides in carrying a tray on his bicycle full of like medical supplies. <laughs> I'm like, wow, Billy has something to do. I know, he serves a purpose other than just being creepy and laughing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> There we go. That, that was good. Thank you. So, Mateo's Trap. Mateo's trap is he's been like hooked up into this new thing now. I guess Amanda did that while we weren't looking. He has all these like mirrors around him and stuff and he's been given like a drill and and things. Specifically, the mirror is showing above him, showing the back of his head, which has a part shaved and like dotted around. And so John is like, hey, Mateo, uh, I'm going to need you to cut open your skull and take out part of your brain. And stick it into this uh, little vat of acid, which will then power this thing that will open the gate for a key and then you can unlock yourself. Something about like the enzyme dissolving the brain matter will like do something and then you can get the key. Too many moving pieces. I feel this should have just been a wait, you know, Mm. and then it just like stops everything. Yeah. Like, you put a heavy enough piece of brain on. It should have been pound of flesh. I feel know? like there's there's just a lot of science behind this. And it's like, John, this is not your field. Granted, he probably got Dr. Lawrence Gordon's help with this a little bit. <laughs> Do you think he called him up and he was like, Hey, Larry, how much of the human <laughs> brain can you remove before you, before you, like, you can't move anymore? And also, um, bone marrow, because he did yeah. say you can remove, you can have, like, this amount of bone marrow removed from your body and, like, you'll yeah. still be alive. So because we heard Mark on the phone, I was hoping we would get to hear Dr. Gordon on the phone also. Yeah, except Carrie Elwes has basically said he wants nothing to do with Saw ever again. He's a fucking hater. <laughs> he is. Come on, man. <laughs> Literally proven in court that he's a hater. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about that whole thing. <laughs> so, yeah. Rip out a bit of your brain. And John's like, don't worry. There have been times where people have had, like, entire hemispheres removed and the brain has rewired itself. So not only do these people live, they thrive. 
I'm like, how many people, though? <laughs> yeah, it's like, please cite your sources, John. Go on websearch.com and pull up some articles or something. Pull up a medical journal. I do not believe you. You know that John uses Ask Jeeves. Oh my god, I forgot about Ask Jeeves. <laughs> anyway, so Mateo gets into his skull with that drill, and he, like, pops out the piece of his skull and lands on the ground with such a, like, thunk. It was very satisfying. Yeah, I was like, whoa. So, like, these traps, it could also be me just, like, reading too much into it. But I'm like, these all, I feel, like, kind of have the essence of different things that have happened in different Saw movies. Yeah, this one's Saw 3. Yeah, uh, I think you actually mentioned that. Did you mention that in the theater? I I don't know. I think so, yeah. Yeah, because that was exactly where my brain went, was where in Saw 3... They had to do, like, a, you know, DIY brain surgery mm-hmm. and, you know, cut off a piece of John's skull to get into his, his brain. And that's essentially what they did here. And then Valentina's trap, I mean, sawing through body parts is not it's uncommon. A <laughs> it, not, yeah. Yeah, so I feel like that one's not really much of a callback. I feel it's kind of like a... It's very... It's, it's kind of also a callback to Saw 5 because of, like, the suctioning out the marrow like how they had to fill up the beaker with blood yeah because yeah, i've we i've seen like we've seen a couple of times where they would have to have a certain like amount or weight of something because i'm also thinking of um the actual pound of flesh where they start yeah. chopping off like their arms and shit yeah which one was that one so six six okay yeah. yeah yeah i definitely get that so yeah mateo does do it surprisingly yeah he gets a nice little chunk of brain out too yeah and it, it look from what we see it does look like it's enough to really yeah do what it needs to do but it goes too slowly and it turns out that the like kind of bars beside him the like metal bits beside him were two halves of like an aztec mask that close over his face and like zap him or fry him or something it looks like they cook him yeah but they look like you know in your oven you have those like heating rods yeah that's what it looks like and so it just burn it, it cooks his face it broils his beautiful face <laughs> um yeah as i said i think this one needed playtesting i feel like so this one needed playtesting and i feel like valentina's just needed a little bit of a better setup because a tourniquet was farther away than the saw was yeah you know and so it's like you know switch the positions of the two honestly yeah yeah i feel like a quick little switch because she won her game she beat the trap yeah exactly it's just like if she had a couple more seconds it would have been fine same thing with mateo yeah so that's why it was so frustrating to me because it's like just fucking pause the timer yeah. Like, you're telling me you did all this bullshit, you did all this engineering, and you can't just, like, hit a little stop button? Exactly. They did what they had to do. I think John feels if he hits a stop button, then he is, like, partaking in this. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is true. Like, then he's responsible for a death or a life. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. So, speaking of John, he and Amanda have a scene where he finally decides to accept the fact that he's dying. And he's like, I am dying you're gonna have to let me go and, like, do this on your own someday. And Amanda is, like, crying, and John is, like, crying, too. Yeah, and she says, I'm not ready to do this without you. Yeah. That's our father-daughter duo right there. Yeah. It's just, like, a very good and tender and sad moment between Mm -hmm. these two, like, kind of broken people. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I just love seeing their relationship. And, I mean, their relationship is 
so perfect in this movie. Like this, like yeah. this is the John and Amanda dynamic that we have seen before. We know this. Yeah. And this is like distilled down to its essence, mm-hmm. you know? Also at one point, Amanda's basically advocating for just killing the doctor outright. Yeah. And John's like, we don't do that, Amanda. And she's like, oh, whatever. Yeah, because she strongly believes that everyone else does deserve a chance because they were, you know, just, they were, they were pawns in this whole thing. They were yeah. roped into this with the promise of money, but she was the mastermind. Yeah. Peterson was the one behind all of this. And so there's no excuse there. Also, one thing I noticed about Billy when we cut back here, because Gabriella's tape is on Billy's chest. Mm-hmm. Billy has ruby slippers. I know. Yeah, he has like sparkly sequin red slippers. I I was like, damn, Billy's serving. Yeah, honestly. So Gabby pulls a tape recorder off the like chain around Billy's neck and she starts to listen to the tape, but she gets scared and she pauses it like multiple times and she's like, no, I'm not going to do this. And then she throws it away. Yeah. And John's like, I'm afraid that's not going to work. And so he starts (laughs) saying the instructions over the intercom. So she has a chain cuffed around her wrist and one around her ankle. So opposite wrist, opposite ankle. And it starts like pulling her up by the wrist. Oh, they also like pulls her a little bit. So she's like fully stretched out. And when she gets to the top, there is like a sledgehammer, I guess. Yeah. That's just dangling from the ceiling. And there's also this big ass heat lamp. For a minute, I thought that shit was a cannon. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I was like, is John gonna fucking blast her with a cannonball? <laughs> fucking pirate. John in his pirate era. John watched the live action One Piece and was like, this fucking slaps. Her goal for this trap is she is being blasted with radiation. Just wild. Yeah. Real fucking Chernobyl shit. Mm-hmm. She has to break her hand and her foot to, like, get out of the cuffs holding them. Very Dr. Lawrence Gordon. Yep. No. Uh, Eric Matthews. Oh, right, because he saw... Oh, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yes, because <laughs> Gordon sawed his shit off like a dum-dum. <laughs> Eric Matthews. A cab. Uh, it can be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, she gets ready to do it, and first of all, that sledgehammer seems to be kind of stuck in there at first. Honestly, my biggest fear was that it would like that she would drop it. That yeah, because she, she looked like she had to like really like wrench it out of there. Yeah. And so I was thinking, what if she just did that a little too aggressively and it fucking fell? I feel like John would stop the trap because she didn't get a chance. Really. Yeah, exactly. I feel like John would stop the trap and hand it to her. But have there been other times where, where like user error would result in somebody losing a game? Dr. Nelson. That's technically user error. He didn't wake up in time. Yeah. But I'm thinking, like, has this happened before? But then it ended up losing their game because he at the end of the day you know came out of it alive Mm -hmm. you know but i'm wondering like has this happened for anyone else because i feel like we've seen it no i think everything else like technically works or is designed to kill you Mm -hmm. maybe i'm just tripping but i could have sworn like we've seen this at some point where it's like oh damn like somebody made a mistake and now they're just fucked we'll think on it yeah so yeah she starts to go for her hand and then dr peterson is like wait go for your foot Because once that chain is gone, you can swing out of the way and do your hand easier. Yeah, my thought was also, like, if she were to do her hand first, she would drop down. Yeah. And so I was like, girl, like, you're gonna hit the floor. (laughs) (laughs) She does break her foot. 
And she swings out of the way, and I was like, nice! I know, she has, like, a like a good moment to breathe. But I also immediately, like, I knew that that <laughs> lamp was gonna fucking move, you know? It got such a laugh out of me when it starts <laughs> moving. It's like, come on. Like this, it's like, oh, you thought you got a break? Just kidding. <laughs> but she, you know, breaks her hand, and she's free. She survives her trap, her game. Yeah. And so Amanda and John are like, okay, like we need to get her to the hospital. She needs medical attention. Yeah, John's like, Amanda, go take her to the hospital. Yeah. But then Parker, who they did free at some point because he agreed to like just watch and play by the rules, gets the gun that they took from him. <laughs> and he's like, get on the ground. Yeah. And John is like, okay, like everybody be cool. Parker leads them into the room and he's like, go unlock Dr. Peterson. And John does. Then Parker and Dr. Pearson tongue kiss. Like, and, yeah. <laughs> like, real aggressively right in front of us. And I was like, okay. And he's like, oh, you know I'd die for you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> Straight people. <laughs> real. So, yeah, this guy was in on it, too. <laughs> It was actually him who Dr. Peterson called when she had the cell phone briefly. So then Parker is like, cool, John, strap yourself into that trap over there. Yeah, the one that was supposed to be for Peterson. Yeah. John puts a, a chain around his neck and then he's like, cool, Amanda, go shackle yourself to that one. While she's doing this, John is like, Okay, but, like, Gabriella needs medical attention. She needs to go to a hospital. She won her game. She gets to live. That's the deal. And Dr. Pearson is like, oh, is that the deal? Is that what's supposed to happen? And she fucking, like, stomps on Gabriella's neck and kills her. Yeah. I was upset. I didn't see that coming. Yeah. Not her killing Gabriella specifically. For no fucking reason. Yeah. Yeah. Other than, Just to like, prove that she's cartoonishly evil. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like, I feel like, you know, obviously her doing this awful scam mm -hmm. and then her being real serial killer about like opening Valentina's stomach and using her intestines as a rope. Mm -hmm. I feel like that was enough to prove to us that she is like a little cray cray. Mm -hmm. I don't think we needed this extra bit there. I don't think that was necessary. And then it gets even more unnecessary because Carlos, a child we haven't mentioned yet, who is at the compound and John like bonded with. He's probably what, like 10? Yeah. Yeah. And his bike wheel was all janky. And so um, John is like helping him fix it. And he wants to, he doesn't know how to say pull in Spanish, but he like makes the motion and Carlos is like, oh, jala. And he's like, okay, jala. Like I know what that means now. And so Carlos, out of fucking nowhere, is just, like, at this building. Kicking it's, like, 5 a.m. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that boy was doing. But he is, like, kicking a soccer ball against the outside wall of the building. And, like, they manage, they, like, hear it. Yeah. <laughs> and they see him through a security camera. And so Dr. Peterson's like, oh, you're going to watch somebody innocent die because that'll really fuck with you. And John is actually like shaken by this. He's, He's yeah. like, I legitimately did not plan for this. Mm -hmm. Like, don't do this shit. Yeah. This isn't supposed to be what happens, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and again, it's like John is just such a good character mm -hmm. because even though it's like obviously he's not a good person mm -hmm. <laughs> i respect him because yeah. he really does like stick to his guns he believes in something and he sticks to that yeah 
And so Carlos hasn't done anything wrong. He's totally innocent in all this. He has no reason to be participating in this at all. And so Peterson really is just a fucking evil ass bitch bringing in this totally innocent child into this whole situation. I thought this was a little over the top. Also, Peterson at this point is like, you know what? I thought each time one of them died, one less person to split the money with. I feel like there was a better way to write this. Right. Yeah. Because I mean, I like that she was really the big villain of the movie. I think that I thought that was very fun. I like media in which I have to like sympathize with a bad person. Yeah. Good writing will get me to sympathize with somebody who I would not normally sympathize with. Like Bojack Horseman. Yeah. In any other circumstance, I'd be like, oh, this guy's a piece of shit. But I'm like, oh, you made me like him. You made me get to know him. And now I hate that I'm rude, that, that he's like a bad person. Yeah. But like, it could have just been executed more believably, I think. Like, we know she's a bad person, but she's also like real strategic and cunning about it yeah you know and i feel like this was just too hands-on you know Yeah, exactly i feel like she's not the type of person that would do this but she's the type of person that can do this i guess she's a puppet master yeah you know she's the one who's like pulling all the strings here i don't think she's ever one to really like get in there i think that she should have been like hey parker go get that kid but I feel like Parker probably wouldn't have done it yeah. based on the other shit we've seen about his character. Because I think he was a little bit uneasy with this at this point. He did seem that, yeah. And then also, Carlos knew her. And so he trusted her, which is why he followed her into that building. Yeah. Whereas, you know, Parker would just have to, like, snatch him up. Yeah. But it was easier to get him inside because she knew him already. Also, a couple of things about how Peterson talks to John here. One is, this is the point where she says, like, oh, I knew you were jig-fucking-saw. She says jig-fucking-saw, yeah. and I'm like, okay, so this writing team loves to write jig-fucking-saw. Yeah. Because they said that in Jigsaw, too. I Eleanor just... says that. Like, see, I feel like it makes sense for Eleanor's character. Yeah. Where she's like, jig-fucking-saw, because she's, like, fangirling. Yeah. Whereas here, I don't know, it just, it forced. felt... It felt forced. It was very unnatural. Like, if she were to say fucking jigsaw... Then yeah. I'd be like, okay, I get that. But Jig fucking saw, I'm like, that doesn't flow yeah. coming from this character. And also, at some point, I forget if it's when he's, like, talking to Carlos and, like, or he's saying, like, how he's really doesn't want her to do this. She's like, oh, come on, John. Now that you're, like, right up against here in the trap, you're all wimpy and a big pussy. Come on, John, do the scary voice. Which made me laugh. That good, did make me good, laugh. Good line. Yeah. And then she made fun of him. She's like, I want to play a game. Yeah. <laughs> Which, it, it, it did get a laugh out of me. Yeah, that feels <laughs> cathartic in a way. It's like, it's kind of the, the stupid vengeance of every victim of Jigsaw. Yeah. Like, finally, after ten movies, somebody gets to make fun of John yeah, exactly. <laughs> to his face. <laughs> So Peterson's like, okay, explain the game to the kid. Because the kid is chained up opposite of John on this like big metal board, essentially. It's a seesaw. It's a seesaw, yeah. <laughs> we see a seesaw. We do see a seesaw. All John says is, Carlos, no hala, comprende? No hala. like, yes, nods. <laughs> Then Parker does, in fact, holla to start the trap. What happens is that both Carlos and John get pulled back by their necks to lay flat against this metal seesaw. And they both start getting waterboarded with blood. Here's my issue with this. Turn your head. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I still feel like, you know, it's just... 
I don't know. But it's I also still, feel it's gonna like... It's going to go on the side of your face, right? I mean, it, could probably, it still probably gets all up in there. I guess. But I feel like it would help a little, at least. Yeah. You know? Just, like, try. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. So anyway, they're both getting blood-boarded. She even says blood-boarding. Yeah. And so John pulls his lever, and the entire seesaw tilts towards him and closes Carlos's blood valve. So he's no longer being blood-boarded, but John is getting extra blood-boarded. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, suffering and fucking dying. Then Carlos is, actually goes and pulls it, and it so goes back towards him. I loved this, actually. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, Carlos... And John, you know, don't speak the same language. They can barely communicate. But John showed him this kindness earlier when he fixed his bike wheel for him. And then also, you know, based on what Carlos has seen going on, I mean, it was Peterson who essentially kidnapped him. He sees John as a victim here because he is chained up. And so Carlos immediately is like, okay, I am in the same boat as this very nice man. Based on, I think, tone and the look on his face, I feel like Carlos understood that John was trying to save him from being put into this trap. And for a 10-year-old kid to see who he considers like a friend, an ally, Mm. going through this and say, oh, he told me not to pull it because he's taking on all of this by himself. So like, let me take back some of that, you know, burden. And it's like, that's for a 10-year-old, like, damn, like way to be fucking empathetic as hell. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a good moment. It really is. And they kind of like go back and forth a little bit. Yeah. Because he pulls it and John's like, Carlos! Mm Mm-hmm. And John pulls it back and then the kid tries to like pull it again, but John is like really holding holding tight. Yeah. Yeah. So then Parker is like, uh, I don't want to watch this anymore, actually. Let's go get the money. Yeah. <laughs> and Pearson's like, all right, he's dead anyway, so, or he's going to be dead in a minute. Mm-hmm. See you. And like Amanda's chained up, so no one's coming <laughs> after them. So they go and get the money and they're looking for it and they find it in this bag on top of the cabinet in the room. They pull the money off the cabinet and it starts a timer and starts Hello Zep. Oh. It's like a 10 minute timer or something. I think it was five. Okay, five makes sense. Yeah. I was so fucking pogged up yeah. when these were playing Hello Honestly. Zep. I was waiting for it. I was like, where is it? Where is it? <laughs> and there it was. So at that point, when they pull that, both of the blood valves stop. And Amanda just unshackles herself and goes to uh, unshackle John and Carlos. John says to Carlos, like, you are a warrior. He is so proud of this kid. Yeah. Carlos was great. Yeah. The boy spoke like two words. Yeah. It was great. So John did know all along that Parker was in on it because he interrogated Diego before trapping him or like before putting him in his little bomb trap. And Diego said like, Parker is in on it too. Then we get another flashback to the call to Mark. And we actually hear Mark's voice this time, which I was excited about that. Yeah. I thought it was just going to be like basically an Easter egg cameo, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you know, you know. Yeah. But no, we get his voice and he's like, so I found most of them, but this last one, you're going to have to find it in your own John kind of (laughs) way. I just like how when we heard his voice, we're like, (gasps) oh, we looked at each other. (laughs) We're like, yo. (laughs) 
<laughs> we dunked on Mark so hard. And I mean, the how second can we, we hear his voice, we're like, yo! <laughs> it's our boy. How can we not? <laughs> Followed his ass for like four movies. Yeah. It's so many. He was Jigsaw longer than John. Oh my god, he was. <laughs> So yeah, the phone in the center of the room before was planned. It was planned for them to be able to get the phone so that Amanda could get the cell phone number of Parker and essentially call him and be like, hey, I'm I'm here <laughs> and have him come down. Oh, I wrote all family because at this point, John and Amanda are like standing on either side of Carlos and John has his arm around Carlos's shoulder. <laughs> and it's like, oh. <laughs> okay, so the trap that... The doctor and Parker triggered by taking the money, uh, which there wasn't even any actually money in there. It was just like a record of her scams. Yeah, Um, which was pretty fucking cool. There's some kind of gas or radiation. I thought it was radiation, but gas comes into the room too. That starts like fucking melting the flesh on both of their faces and shit. And there is like a single hole in the wall where the men can see it all where they gotta <laughs> stick their heads through if they want to live one of them can live and so fucking dr peterson shanks her boyfriend to death and <laughs> i just love like all the callbacks to throughout the movie so when we get our you know mon- uh, montage at the end as we always do with our saw movies it includes bits of or scenes of amanda saying to parker about Peterson, oh, she wouldn't hesitate to kill you, like, yeah. or you're gonna be next. And then uh, John's saying something along the lines of, like, oh, she's gonna burn you. Yeah. And, <laughs> and lo and behold, all of that happens. She certainly does do that. Uh, while this is happening, Amanda just, like, covers Carlos's eyes. I like that yeah. also, yeah. <laughs> so they just leave. Like, Dr. Peterson, her head is sticking through there. She can't leave the room. She's just like, John, like, you gotta come back. (laughs) They just leave her ass there. Uh, And John actually does have the money, Mm -hmm. and he gives it all to Carlos. Yep, good for him. Yeah, like, I don't think he took his cut back. I'm sure he gave it all to Carlos. Because John is, like, independently wealthy anyway, Oh yeah, That, and also, I mean, I feel like it was also... You know, compensation for, like, the trauma that Carlos had to live through. Here Uh, by a therapist. (laughs) Seriously. But also, you know, a thank you for... Because without Carlos, John probably would have died. So, like, so here's the thing. Right before they trigger their own trap, Mm -hmm. Parker is like, hey, um, if that trap was for you, who was supposed to go on the other side of that? And I think... Because this is like, oh, all according to plan, except for the fact that Carlos is there. Like, John even says, like, except for this, it basically all went according to plan. All according to Keikaku. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because I think it was supposed to be Amanda on the other side. That's what I thought, too. Yeah, and so, you know, they probably could have divvied up the blood boarding between the two of them. I think they Mm -hmm. were both fully prepared to go through with this. But, you know, if it weren't for Carlos... Being as brave as he was, John mm. would have died in that trap. Yeah. Which is, like, wild to think about. Yeah. This, this movie could have gone a totally different direction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's the movie. And then we get a mid credit scene. Yeah, we do. Oh, boy. Tell me about the mid credit scene, Nicole. Oh, my God. So... Do y'all remember our good friend Henry from early on in the movie? He was the one who t- 
told John about the Peterson Project. And so he is like chained up in a very familiar location. Oh, it's the bathroom from Saw 1 and also other movies. <laughs> also other Saws. Adam's body is rotting in there. Yeah, we do see a glimpse of Adam's body and it doesn't look super like decomposed quite yet. Which is, before even looking at the trivia or anything, I was like, okay, he doesn't look like a fucking skeleton yet, so I think this takes place before two. Yep. <laughs> so Henry's, like, tied up, and we see that he does not have a scar on his stomach, implying that he was in on it the whole time. And so we see John in the bathroom there, and oh, look who else is there. Our fucking boy, Mark. Mark Hoffman. He looks good. He looks, yeah. He looks like he hasn't aged a fucking day. He looks real good. Yeah. It's just so funny to me because, like, we really dunked on that guy for four movies. And then also throughout other episodes, too, because we're just like, hey, remember that fucking guy? (laughs) And then the second I heard his voice and the second I saw him on screen, I was like, that's my boy. Yeah, (laughs) honestly, that's how I was too. Mm -hmm. And then he immediately reminds me of like why I don't like him (laughs) in a way because he's, first of all, I really like the line where he's like, of all people you chose to fuck with John Kramer. (laughs) Then he says, epic bad luck. (laughs) I'm like, Mark, you're such a fucking loser. (laughs) And I I lean in towards Claudia and I'm like, epic fail. (laughs) That's literally what he says. Yep. And then this little like spider machine thing starts like clawing at his stomach and then we cut away and that's the end. Good scene. Honestly, yeah. Wrapped it up. And again, you know, for uh, for us saw heads, it was real cool seeing Mark and like, I don't know. I just thought that was like such a great mid credit scene. It was. Because Mark didn't need to be in this movie. And we didn't know he was going to be in this movie at all. And even just hearing his voice, I was like, this fucking rules. And then just seeing him, I'm like, hell yeah. Like, we got our crew here. It was the perfect ending. Again, I you know, Mr. Carrie always is like, oh, I don't want to do anything with Saw ever again. But, like, it would have been mad cool to see him. Yeah. Or even if he was just, like, a voice for one second. Yeah. Or even if they implied he existed for yeah, one second. Yeah, it's like, oh, you know, thanks to the doctor's help, we were able to pull this shit off. Some bullshit, yeah. you know? I wish they had made mention of Logan Nelson. Was he a thing at this point? Yes, because that was John's first game. Right. Yeah. Right. Allegedly. Allegedly. (laughs) There's been nothing to contradict anything in Jigsaw, so it Mm. is canon. Yeah. That's one thing I like about Saw. Everything is canon. Yeah. Like, no movie goes back and retcons anything. So, Nicole... That's the movie. That is the movie. Do you have wow. any fun facts? Has the Saul Wiki been updated? Um, not really any fun facts quite yet, other than, you know, little observations where this was the first Saw movie to not follow a cop. That's true. Yeah. Because follow John. Who's not a cop. John says a cab. For real. Okay, so how about we rate the traps? So I vacuum. That one was not my favorite, I think. I felt like it was too easy for a John trap. Yeah, for something they're going to put on the poster, it's very visually cool. Yeah. But design-wise, there's just something missing. Mm -hmm. It's so easy. Like, I know that, like, it's break your fingers, but, like, you're not even breaking your fingers. You're twisting a knob and it's going crack. Yeah. Like, that sucks. But also, like, 
rip to that guy, but I wouldn't have my eyeballs sucked out. I'm just thinking of the finger trap in Spiral. Yeah. And I'm like, that's a lot more brutal than this was. I'm like, this was, I mean, like, you know. That was literally pull your fingers off. Yeah. Which I thought would have been better in this case. I would have liked that trap more. But no, to just break your fingers, it's like, just like turn the dial. It's fine. Basically. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Edward Pipe Bomb Arms. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think, Nicole? I really like this one. Yeah, this I one this one's good. high up on the list for me, actually. Valentina sawing her leg off to get the bone marrow. Bone saw. Bone saw is ready. I liked this one despite its like flaws. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to ignore the fact that everyone won. won. Or, yeah. You know? They were just like cucked at the end. Yeah, let's like talk about the design really. Mm-hmm. Like, I think this trap is cool. Yeah. It's so simple. It's it's literally just like cut off your leg and suck out the bone marrow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and, th- and this one really gave it's me the creepy. ick. It just like it just seeing like the white bone marrow and like just <laughs> gloop onto that scale. Yeah. I was like, Ugh. Oh. <laughs> This one was gross to me. I'm gonna be straight with you. This is my number one. Really? Yeah, this is my number one. Oh. It's such a strong opener. It's the simplest. The scene is so tense. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know what? I'm like thinking about this one and the other ones. I'm also going to say this is my number one. Yeah. Next. Aztec brain surgery. Oh, this one was honestly, I liked it because it was kind of poetic. Mm-hmm. And I liked that it was very much a callback to Saw 3. Yes. To me, the weird like dissolve the brain matter to open thing that ruins it for me yeah i know we said we weren't going to talk about how these people like won their games but like Mm -hmm. didn't get out but that to me it's like that's the killer it felt like valentina definitely could have won her game if she was like five seconds faster Mm -hmm. but this one it felt like this was just designed to kill this guy Mm -hmm. like i know that in theory, he could have won, but I don't know how long it would have taken to charge up that shit. Like, do you have to do your brain surgery within, like, one minute so this shit can dissolve for, like, a minute and then you have, like, you know, a whole minute to get the key or whatever? It just doesn't seem physically possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really just like it just because of all, like, it felt very much like a callback. Yeah. And then, you know, he he was Dr. Cortez. Oh, no, that was Diego. That was Diego. But, like, you know, this is supposed to be the doctor who cut his brain open, you know, mm-hmm. who was removing the tumor. And so it's just like, okay, like, this is something that you said you could do. Well, here, bitch, yeah. now do it. I don't think it's bad at all. I do mm-hmm. like this trap. I just think that it's mid for this movie. I'm just going to say it now that I feel like the traps in this movie... I don't have any strong feelings about any of them. I wouldn't say that any of them rank in like my top traps of all time or anything, but no, no they also don't rank at the bottom. I thought the the traps were like kind of mid, but they worked because this wasn't like a trap movie. Like this was a John movie. Yeah. I think like if I'm grading on A to F, I would give these traps an A or a B for the most part. Mm-hmm. But like they're not stellar. Yeah. They're good because they really work in this movie. Yeah. I'm thinking just like tier list, like, you know, you have S tier, A, yeah. B, C. I would say, yeah, the, I think these are A tier, yeah. but not S tier. You yeah. know, like S tier, we're talking like reverse bear trap. And yeah. All that Husband, wife, shotgun oh, carousel. So good. Mm-hmm. Radiation bone breaker. This one's simple, but I feel like, and like, I don't know if this is by design, but I feel like compared to the other traps in this like little 
mm. gauntlet, I guess. I don't know, like, not really gauntlet, but you know. This stands out because it's not quite like the others. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's quite as, well, like, gory, you know, yeah. first of all. It is, it's fucking rough, though. But also, I feel like that is kind of by design because, yeah. probably because of Amanda's input also. Yeah. Gabby had much more of a chance than anyone else. Mm-hmm. This one's my number two. Really? I like the simplicity. You know me, I love ones where it's just like, hack something off where I can see you. Yeah. I, I love that because it just, it feels very garage-based serial killer. Mm-hmm. This one goes beyond that because he's got a fucking radiation machine. Yeah. But I think that the idea is cool and I think it's executed well. Mm-hmm. And it's still pretty brutal. <laughs> can we agree that the gas room is, is bottom? Yeah. I mean, I get it, but, like, I don't understand what was going on in that room. Yeah, I feel like as the final plot twist, final yeah. thing to happen, it works really well. But as a trap, I don't think it's the best. Because, you know, also with all these traps, it's like they're designed in a way that there is a chance for you to survive. And, like, that happens here. But now what? Yeah. She's just there. Yeah, like, exactly. What, what happens now? The door doesn't open or anything. John's not coming back for her. Yeah. So, so what John, happens? it just is designed to kill her. Yeah. And, and which also, like, just, but that just goes against John's character. So yeah. like this one was definitely my least favorite because of all that. Maybe John's copium here is like, oh, well, she can technically get out. Yeah, like, she, she can, can find, find a way. way. Yeah. yeah. So that leaves. So we did a little hopping around. Mm-hmm. The blood seesaw. I like it. It's a great climax, to be honest. Yeah. It's just not the best trap. So here are our traps ranked. So our shared number seven is the gas room. Number six for both of us is the eye vacuum finger trap. Number five for both of us is the blood seesaw. My number four is radiation slash bone breaker, which is your number three. Mm. Your number four is Aztec mask brain surgery, which was my number three. Our shared number two is Edward Pipe Bomb Arms. And our number one is Bone Marrow Trap. Yep. I like the traps in this movie yeah. overall. I think they really work for the narrative, which is what they should do. Yeah. Like, it always sucks in a movie where they're just having traps to have traps, mm-hmm. you know? This one felt like it was for a reason, because this is a revenge story. Yeah. Nicole, would you survive this Saw movie? Um, I don't think I would. <laughs> I don't think so either. I think that these more than anything are designed to kill you with enough room to let you win, you know? Mm -hmm. Like these are stacked against you for the most part. Yeah. I don't think I could do any of these except maybe the radiation successfully. That's what I was thinking too. I mean, you know, the eye vacuum finger trap was was just a dream anyway. So that one doesn't really count. But like we would have survived that one. Nicole, what do you think about the twist? Also, what are we defining as the (laughs) twist? I was going to ask, I'm like, what what was the twist? So, like, obviously it being a scam isn't the twist. Yeah. To me, the twist is Hello Zep and the fucking flashbacks. So I think what the twist is supposed to be is, like, John planned this all. Yeah, even the part where he knew he was going to be put into a trap. Yeah, that's not a twist to me. I've seen nine other Saw films. Yeah. I know that John can fucking predict every person's oh, exact yeah. movements. He's playing 5D chess. At all times. Yeah. That's not a twist to me. Okay, so, like I didn't think that was a twist, but I'm just like, would other people who aren't 
sawpilled like we I are. Think I think that's might. a twist. Because that's kind of like an Ocean's Eleven thing, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, we planned that part too. Haha. <laughs> that's always so fun to me, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Where it's like, you know, obviously we knew John was going to come out the victor in the end here. Mm-hmm. It was very fun getting to that point. Yeah. One thing I liked about the seesaw trap is that adding Carlos to that scene adds tension. Yeah. Because, like, if it was just John and Amanda, we know that neither of them die because they're in the next movie. Mm-hmm. But here it's like, is this gonna kill Carlos? Yeah. It was such a smart bit of writing. Mm-hmm. Even though I knew that John would win and would live, I was, like, still very tense, yeah. you know? The writing for this movie overall was very good. I was really impressed with it. Very with the strong. the exception of fucking Peterson's bullshit. <laughs> Like, up until that point, it's like, y'all had me. I was gripped. And then you lost me a little bit. And then, like, (laughs) lost me a little bit again with Mark. But Mark fucking sucks. So I I also didn't care that he said some bullshit. It's so in character for Mark. It it sucks. (laughs) (laughs) He's a character that I love to hate. Honestly, yeah. Which is why it was so exciting seeing him. But that's besides the point. What were we talking about? (laughs) Um, The twist. Oh, right. The twist. I think, you know, it's an Ocean's Eleven thing. Yeah. The twist is, like, not good if you're saw-pilled. Mm-hmm. If you're not, it's probably fine. Yeah. For me, it's, like, it's not even a twist. Yeah, for me, it's not a twist, but I thought it was fun. For me, it's honestly a twist that John did not account for Carlos. Yes. That's the twist. And like you said, like, it added tension. It was mm-hmm. great writing. Yep. And so, like, I'm not mad about that. I thought... This was a very fun Saw movie. Yeah. So here's a question that we both know the answer to. Who deserved to be here the most? (laughs) (laughs) Carlos, obviously. Oh, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Peterson. Peterson. Jesus Christ. What an awful person. Like, that's evil. (laughs) I don't even want to give a second for this because I feel like everyone else is so far below her. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like, it's her. Like, she's the one who deserves to be here, period. Mm -hmm. Like, she's so fucking evil. And I think, you know, it's kind of worth briefly mentioning that John's also an evil person. He does really bad things. But also, but again, like, he has this belief system. And again, he's he's a respectable villain. Mm -hmm. She's just awful for money. I'm like, like, you're not even trying to accomplish anything. You don't, you don't have this, like, mission, You just want that green. And the fact that she's like kind to people's faces. Like John says that she kills people like by giving them hope. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah. Like, honestly, like I said before, if I was Parker, I walked in on this and I wasn't involved, obviously, and I saw this, I would be like, you're doing God's work, John. (laughs) Yeah, like, okay, you know, I didn't see anything. Yep. Deuces. I will say that she's far more evil than John is. Honestly, even knowing that John is, uh, well, he's not a serial killer. He's just a little guy. Even though (laughs) knowing what he does, I would still have lunch with John. I don't want to be in the same planet as, as Cecilia Peterson. And also, I think because these type of people exist. Yeah, exactly. That's the worst fucking part of it. Yeah. It's just, it's that, but like, you know, cranked up to, to an 11. Yeah. But people like that exist. And that's why I, you know, obviously there are serial killers and stuff out there, but Jigsaw is just a little guy. Yeah. I think part of the fear of the original Saw is that somebody could do this. And yeah. I think part of the fear with Peterson is people do this. Yeah. 
like maybe not on this scale, mm-hmm. but people do this shit. People give false hope to dying people to scam them out of their last bit mm-hmm. of money and they sleep at night just fine. Yeah. It's fucked up. Anyway, who deserved to be here the least besides Carlos? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think Gabby. I agree. If I'm not saying Gabby, Diego. He's just the driver, man. Well, He's he the... was also in the in the oh, surgery never mind. room. Yeah. Never mind. Fuck that guy. <laughs> <Actually>. <laughs> so Gabby. It's Gabby. We'll just do the one. There yeah. are only like five people here. Yeah. So, yep. Never mind. Diego is a bastard, too. <laughs> How useless were the police, Nicole? Uh, they weren't even here. They didn't exist. Well, I, okay. Depends. Actually. Because yeah. Mark was in this. I think the police were the most useful they have ever been in a yeah. Saw movie because Mark tracked down almost all of these people. Yeah. You know, he used his powers for evil, but he was useful. <laughs> well, goddamn. He, he served our protagonist and therefore was helpful. And... He served, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> Epic bad luck. <laughs> what a fucking uh, dork. <laughs> he's someone's uncool dad. Oh my god, for real? Oh no, it's like someone's uncool uncle. It's like, oh, yeah, Uncle Mark's coming to the barbecue. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> fucking hate that guy. <laughs> so, how's that new Pokemon game? Like, <laughs> Timmy? It's called Pokemon Uncle Mark. <laughs> And also, I don't play that. I play Fortnite. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) So, what's our death count up to? Oh, okay. I'm going to tell you, I know already, this movie has the lowest body count of any Saw film. Ah. Let's go through our list, shall we? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. No, Diego lived. Diego lived. Ah, bless his Valentina, Mateo, Gabriella, and... Parker. Parker. That's it. Nobody else dies on screen. Yeah. The doctor could have gotten out. Mm-hmm. So that's it. That's four. What was our count before? We were at 84, and that puts us at a cool 88. Nice. All right. Nicole, what are your final thoughts on Saw 10? Saw 10 fucking rules. Saw 10 rules. And it's like, and even if you listened to this entire episode before seeing it, it's still worth seeing. Go see this fucking movie. I want to Saw 11, so go see this fucking movie. Oh, I want to Saw 11 so bad. Honestly. I'm not sure where they're going to go from this, but I want to see. Yeah. Because I didn't think that they would make this movie and this movie rules. Mm-hmm. Like, I have thoughts as to where I would like the franchise to go, mm-hmm. but we can talk about that another time. How many other franchises have 10 installments? Mm-hmm. I can't think of, like, I know Paranormal uh, Activity has a fuck ton of movies, but I don't think they have 10. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th. But are they but... all, like, is there, like, continuity between them? Yes, but some of them do retcon, so nothing like count. Saw. Yeah. Yeah. Saw mm-hmm. does not retcon. What a fucking iconic franchise. Honestly. And this is kind of a comeback because Spiral wasn't, like, a Saw movie. Nope. And Jigsaw, even. Jigsaw is, like, so far removed from everything else. Yeah. And when did Jigsaw come out? 2017. Yeah. So even then, it's been a, it's been a little while. Six years. Yeah. Almost the length of time between Saw 7 and Jigsaw. That's wild. Yeah. This really feels like the return of the franchise. Yep. And so if this were to be the last one, I'd be really disappointed. I would be too. I would understand, mm-hmm. but I would be very sad. Yeah, I, I'm I, just like, like, like 10 is a really good number to wrap up. I feel like, you know, because John is 
dead in like yeah. the Saw timeline. It's kind of like, okay, where would we go with the John storyline next? So I would understand if they didn't make yeah. any more. But like, again, this was just like, this was such a good return of a Saw movie. Yep. This is the best Saw movie since Saw 4. Since Saw 7. Uh, this is <laughs> the best Saw movie since the worst Saw movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm excited to see where things go from here. I hope things go from here. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. it. That's it. We're done. We're done. Oh my God, we did it. We did it. We're done. So, what's what's the twist this time? Um... I, I don't know. Were were you Jigsaw this time? No, I was actually kidnapped. Oh, so so then what? what so then what's the twist? There is no twist. Now please leave. I need to clean before I chain the Argonauts down here at eight. Oh. Okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah, the real Jigsaw is pretty chill, actually. Oh yeah, honestly, this really wasn't that bad. Oh, oh. He left us notes excusing our absences from work and school. Nice. <laughs> Good guy. were so small. This is the Silver Age, an age of lords and companies, of warless, wandering swordsmen, of young ruins and heroes history will soon forget. Join us for Argent, an actual play podcast by Sasha Renault and Evan Swamy, featuring two GMs, a custom game system, and original music. This show is brought to you by the Moonshot Podcast Network. Listen every other Thursday wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Twitter at ArgentPod.